in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, July 17th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you once again from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting you your MBA in just 12 months. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it's better as the big X. It's Mike Rutherford with Trevor Kelsey back in the house. The Wi-Fi is not working here for the first time in a week and a half. I'm assuming it's his fault. We will blame him for everything that goes wrong today. TK, we missed you, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I didn't even know you realized I was gone. I did. We talked about you. Oh, did you talk about we me? We talked about you a little bit. Like, like uh, I hear a rumor like if I'm on a cliff, you'll just let me die? That happened. That okay. was a, yeah. Only if you're next to Danny. It, or somebody else who's lightweight. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I assumed when I was told this story that it was because you just you felt you couldn't lift me. It wasn't you wouldn't try. That was my that was my answer. Okay. Yeah. Good. The, the question on the podcast now, was if Trevor and Danny were dangling from a cliff and you could only save one, which one would you pull up? And the the easy answer is Danny weighs like a fourth of what you weigh. So I would I would pick him up, but then Danny did, did Danny Danny drove the point home by by mimicking of you falling voice. He was like, "Sorry, Trev, but see ya." <laughs> <laughs> and so that I that, mean, uh, I, that drew some attention. I assume if I was on a clip, you would go like full like mother lifting the car off or baby mode, right? That's exactly what would happen. Yeah, and you would pull you you would pull me up. The adrenaline would just start pumping, and I would become a superhuman. Uh, opposed to just because uh, when I heard that I was like, do I want to come back now? <laughs> like, did, 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 he's just gonna let me die. Context. I mean, first of all, how did I get on a cliff? Well, like, who, who, what how did are he, you hanging on? How did he convince me one? to go outside, let alone up a mountaintop <laughs> with that without like a escalator? There were a lot of hypotheticals <laughs> somehow that came up on the show last week that involved you doing physical things that you have no. Like somebody asked if you could get air on a skateboard, and I was like, no. <laughs> There's no chance. I, like, I can't get air on a skateboard. There's no chance I could do it. I, I can confirm uh, the only skateboard I ever owned, my Back to the Future skateboard, when I was eight <laughs> years old. Guy at the same birthday got my nunchucks. Neither were very relevant to my life. And uh, I attempted to get air on that ear. Uh, I didn't get it then. I won't get it now. Couldn't Ollie? No. I mean, I guess does it count as air as if the, the skateboard goes up and I go down? 
I don't like, think that's how it works. <laughs> I mean, if the skateboard went up in the air, I just gravity took hold of me and I went down. It's more than I thought you could do, to be honest. Yeah, well, just was, getting, the, getting the skateboard in the air in any way. Going downhill at the time. <laughs> uh, we, we do have plenty to talk about today. I'm excited to see to see Trevor for the first time in a week. Ah, you pulled up, gave me the finger. I was, I was like, it was like nothing has changed. Back to old times. I did yeah. also stop by the. The, the OG, I guess now it's the OG studio. <laughs> this used to be the OG studio. Our original studio for doing the show off Taylorsville Road. I stopped by there to pick up a check. Uh, Debbie was in there. She, nice. She was looking great. Doing now, good morning. Being, yeah, she was looking fantastic, very bright, very cordial as ever. I did not tell her good morning because it was, again, 2.15 in the afternoon. Yeah. But the, the Easter time. studio still looks the same. And I was like, uh, you know, I was like, hey, like she asked how the kids were. And I was like. Great catching up. Got to go to Jeffersonville. Uh, the, you know, the, the studio, the station was as bumping as ever. Just people <laughs> everywhere, a flurry of activity. No, there was nobody else there. Uh, that was so. That was yeah. It was, it was fun. It did smell better. <laughs> well, I mean, by comparison, or just yes. Are you saying it smelled better in here, or does it smell? Of course, better? I said it, it smelled. Better. It smelled better by like the, when last you were there, it stunk. No, I, it smelled better than here, like to a point where I don't have to. Like, I was like, if I if we could just get back to doing the show over there, which I think Scoot said. Uh, last week that he's hearing it could be like late August, right before football season starts when we get back over there. But it'd be nice not to go home and have Mary be like, hey, no offense, but like, can you go ahead and take a shower now? And I'm like, <laughs> which she does say pretty, I'm like, none taken. I don't blame you at all. Whatever, you, you love it. You, you like to use that as time, to, to me time. You're like, okay, honey, I'll be in, I'll be in the bathroom for the next half hour. No, I don't get that. And you go in there and you get on the phone. No, I wish. Yeah, you're, just, you're, using, you're using the smell as an excuse. You're the phone to, in the shower. You're using the smell of the studio as an excuse to have alone time in your in your marriage. It is nice to get it out of the way before, <laughs> like you know, before dinner or something. It, it, it that's nice, but the, everything else I could I could do without. But it's okay. We make the best of it here. Uh, TK, how was the week away? Did you enjoy yourself? I know you were out uh, living the life. Me and Scoots were both talking about how we, we, just, we didn't hear as much from you as you typically do on one of your vacations. Yeah, I didn't listen to a lot of the show. I'm sorry. You must have been busy. Uh, eh, busy, hanging out. Uh, went with some friends out west, and ended up spending most of the time in in Vegas. As you know, I didn't make any. Uh, I didn't make. I didn't. I didn't run into Brittany. I didn't run into Wamba. Um, didn't Did make uh, Wimble, uh, Wimbledon, dude. Wimby. 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 <laughs> just call him Wimby. That's Wimby. what you need. That, that needs Wimby. to be your go-to. Uh, Wimby, uh, I didn't uh, didn't get, catch any uh, summer league games, but uh, I did catch a pretty good buzz. Won a, won a little bit of money. I actually, one night I think I ended up being up like four hundred bucks. Nice. Uh, the next night I think I ended up being down like seven, probably. But you know, who, who's counting really? Now, right. I, I've got the question of all questions here, and this is personal to me. Did you see the sphere? Yes. I'm dying to see this. I, 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 I kid you not. I almost wrecked my car on the highway. It's insane, isn't it? It did. It, it really. <laughs> The only thing that was weirder than that was when you're when we were driving down to like two in the morning in Las Vegas, and the, the car we were in that was on my uh, Bluetooth. And do you want to build a snowman? Came on and looked at me and three friends. Elsa, they both looked like two of them looked at me. One was like, "What the hell is this?" The other was like. Who wants to get some? <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay. Uh, that was explaining that was that, but the spirit thing, yeah, it was it was like the eyeball thing is what I saw. Oh, that's creepy. And it was it was I, I'd seen it on like because somebody showed it to me on Twitter when we were going out that way, and I was like, this has got to be like you know a graphic or something. Like this isn't real, right? It's real. And it's just really creepy. It's nuts, yeah. The the the, the eye one looks like easily the most creepy one. The 
the big basketball is cool. The one where it's just kind of like it looks I like saw, lava I, and it's like fluctuating. That looks awesome. The ones I saw on Twitter, I saw I saw the eye on Twitter as well. I saw the Earth, I think, or something. The Earth one looks like it kind of freaks you out because it looks like every picture that you've ever seen from space. Like now, can you go in it, or is it just like because I just saw it from a distance? I don't. Think is it a hotel go, or no? I think it's just a giant sphere. That would be just. Could you imagine like being in it? No, I can't. Like that was. <laughs> you had the one room like where it's the eyeball, and you're like the exact spot in the hotel where you're like, looking at the eyeball. That'd be creepy. Like, like, how do you expect? Like, you're in a city full of drunk drivers. Do you really want to put something like distracting like that out there? No, I saw that. Uh, so Charlotte Water, who I used to work for, she now she worked for Sports Illustrated for a while. She works for the Dan Levitard Show now, and they they kind of do the thing where she goes out on scenes and like does like kind of zany like like girl on the on the on the site premise yeah. uh she was at the draft a few weeks ago but she did a whole thing on the sphere during summer league and she was talking to a, a, a local this woman and she was like what do you think of the sphere and she's like i i, I thought it was like a giant dome where you could go have drinks and I was that's like, what i, I kind of like, thought well, that it was sounds, that sounds a lot cooler than just a giant sphere but regardless the sphere is unreal it's uh, yeah it's it's it, it was it was something i had not seen before like i, I go out to make it's like like twice a year sometimes um like and usually, I just feel like I hadn't been shocked anymore. Like nothing's, yeah, it is what it's it is. Real shock, yeah. You, you you feel like there's nothing you ain't seen you hadn't seen before at some point or another, especially since the internet's come around. Then you see the sphere, the giant sphere will definitely shock. I thought I thought the I thought the Death Star was cool looking when you drive by it. Yeah, the Vegas just. Blowing I wonder up. they're taking our NBA team. That's right. Well, we had a we, we had a good week you. here without you. We missed you too. Um, Scoots did great. Scoots was awesome. We had Keith Wynn coming in on Wednesday, which helped because Scoots was distracted by the the UK Global Jam game because he's you know he's doing KRC and Rutherford show, so he's trying to, to balance both. But he was I really like Scoots. I, I just enjoy talking. I bet to you'd him. pull him off the cliff, wouldn't you? I, well, he's he, well, he's way lighter than both of you. So yeah, if, if he was the third <laughs> option, he'd be the easiest save, no question about it. But it was fun doing the show with Scoots. Uh, yeah. pa- Patrick came in on Tuesday. Did a very good job, although he did tape over the first hour of the podcast, unfortunately, which was he screwed up the podcast. He screwed the podcast, and, and unfor- it was it was bad because you know this was a week without Trevor, and the podcast it starts off at the four o'clock hour, and it's just us talking about Taylor Swift again. I don't know how it came up, and somebody was like, "Trevor's gone," and we're still right back to talking. The show starts with you guys talking about Taylor Swift with zero frame of reference. What was just going to say? Well, what what did, I, I was kind of out of the loop all last week with like. I mean, what better time to take a week off in sports radio when you have the three days of the most nothing in sports going on during the All Star Week? So it's I guess the quietest week. Of the yeah, sports. pretty much. So, so I don't think I missed much. Did I miss something else with Taylor as well? Or I don't even remember how it, it happened. I, I honestly don't know. But uh, we we did. Did it. my Swifty email? My Swifty uh, fam package come to, to the station? I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't remember how we got there, but we did. I remember spent like five minutes at the beginning of the four o'clock hour. He played something that didn't sound like her. I think that's how we got there. But but Patrick was was great. And Patrick's the only one that didn't want me to do the music for him. Scoots is like, oh no, do the music. Scoots for me. took over a couple of times. Now he did Thursday because I kind of forgot. And then I think on <laughs> Friday he didn't like the first two songs you played, so he took over. That was a heart. Yeah, he, he he didn't let that happen. He like, yeah, he has no taste. He didn't let that happen. He, yeah, he he has he 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 lacks both height and taste. Well, we have the same taste like '90s country. So he played some '90s country, and I enjoyed that. That was that okay. was fun. That was good. Bro, bro, bro tree, bro, 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 b
<laughs> and John Deere. Yeah, it was good. We we enjoyed it, but you were definitely missed. We talked about you a lot. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm afraid to go. Maybe go back and listen to that. Less as the week went on, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, my, if you miss TK, my memory was faded very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss TK and you want to let him know, uh, hit us up on the Thornton Stacks line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Stacks line. And a reminder: Thornton's hooking you up with the best deals all summer long. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to take advantage. They'll save you money at the pump. They'll save you money inside. If you want an 89-cent fountain drink of 32 ounces or smaller, there's only one place to go in the city for that, and it's one of the 892,312 area Thornton's locations. They expanded recently over the weekend. Oh, 800,000 new locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. Take advantage of all their great deals, and then text us at 502-414-1450. That's like me. So I, I was bad about checking my email over the week. This is that's a shocking development. Well, I mean, because I try, I have to keep on top of my email otherwise, because I get so much crap. Like I still get like, you want tickets to the Pelicans game? Because I went to the Pelicans game during like, the Sugar Bowl weekend down New Orleans, you know, ten years ago or whatever it was. That's the way they get you. And so I, I mean, if I don't like, check my email daily, like, I'll get like three hundred emails, and two hundred ninety-five of them are just nothing. Yeah, you gotta unsubscribe from that stuff. I know. There's an app that'll do that for you. Is it really? Yeah. That's why I just need another app to, to clog up the apps. I love the commercial for the app to get rid of your apps that you don't need. Well, <laughs> you learn an app and it'll take away like 200 emails from you. That seems That said, it. so I, I just clicked on my email. I have like a 12,000 emails. Good God, Trevor. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I feel, I feel like Will Ferrell when he goes into the Roxbury. At least you're not as bad as, so somebody set up John Ramsey's phone when he, when he first got one. Like linked the email, linked his Twitter account there and all this stuff. And he, you, know, you have the, the, the little home apps at the bottom, your, your mainly used apps. And his mail icon, at one point, he showed it to me, and it had, I think, like 102,000 unread emails. And <laughs> I, I just got anxiety looking at it. I was, I was like, I don't know how you live like this. I, I don't know how this works. Like, what could possibly be in there? I'll be spending the first uh, hour of the show talking to you and clearing out emails. <laughs> yeah. Swipe left, <laughs> delete, swipe left. I'm delete. just clicking the box over here on all these. Uh, I mean, I swear I just had like 20 straight from my fantasy baseball league of people like signing up free agents and stuff. No, let's see. You got to get away from those <laughs> alerts. You can't do that. I know. I know. We got a lot to talk about today. We've got right. uh, Tennessee fans are all over me. Oh, what'd you do? They've been relentless since Friday, but it does. They're misguided, but that's fine. I don't really have anything against them on this front, but it does lead me to a topic. I, kind of a. We talked about the Tennessee lack of punishment from the NCAA on Friday. I've got a follow-up on that and how it pertains to Louisville. We've got uh, Tyler Johnson, sort of in the news, sort of an update there. We'll get to that. Uh, we've got college basketball coaches feeling burnt out and complaining about it. We've got Beyonce at LNN Stadium tonight in town, excited about it. Wimbledon was insane yesterday. The Reds have called up Christian and Carnacion Strand. They've left the bats with nothing now. All the top prospects are, are out of Louisville. Uh, we'll get to all that. But first, we've got time with the UofL women. UofL women's basketball. Yesterday, do you even know? I know that you, you you've been off the grid. Do you even know what happened? Uh, they won like a uh, world tournament or something, didn't they? On a buzzer beater last night. Well, you knew they were playing in the yeah. I knew, they, I knew they were doing like a, yeah, like an off season tournament. Yeah, right. And this is the it's the same tournament that UK played in, representing the United States. Okay, just on the women's side, the Global Jam in Canada, and we've been updating. I, I think on. As of Friday, because they did not play on Friday, they were one and one. They lost their first game against the Canadians by three. They had a shot to tie at the buzzer and did not hit. They dominated the the African team on Saturday, which earned them a spot in the gold medal game yesterday. They got a chance for a rematch against Canada, and by God, 
the University of Louisville women's basketball team is world champions. Champions of the globe, champions of jamming. They win 68 to 66. Take that LSU. Sidney Taylor, who I, I realized writing up the quick little thing after the game yesterday, I'm going to refer to as Sidney Curry a million times this year because, one, we had a player named Sidney Curry, and, two, uh, one of the other transfers' last name is Curry, Jada Curry. So I, I had to catch myself five different times being like, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Sidney Taylor hits a three with 31 seconds to go to put Louisville up 68-66. to 66. The Cards then survive two potential last-second game winners from Canada. They miss both of them. Taylor goes on to be named the most valuable player of the event. She scored a team high 15 points yesterday, averaged 13.2 points per game in UVL's four games, which was the highest total. She's a transfer from UMass. It's going to take a while. I get, I'm realizing to like just to learn all the players, both on the men's and the women's sides, because you have so many newcomers. But one player who's not a newcomer, Olivia Cochran, who has held down the post for the last couple of years for UofL, one of just four returning players from last season's team. She had 14 points and six rebounds. Nina Rickards, the transfer from Florida, who was a big get, had uh, nine points, ten rebounds, seven assists. Look, if you watch the games, and I was only able to watch the two games against Canada because they were the ones that were on, on national TV. I watched almost all of yesterday's game. They're still very turnover-prone, which was an issue last year. I, I do worry about the point guard play. Having said that, this is a team that has nine newcomers, four returning players, two of which were, were, were only primary contributors last year. They have three practices, I believe, under their belt, three summer practices under their belt. To go out there and to beat a team of, of Canadians that had 11 of their 12 players were, had D1 experience. A couple of them played at Duke. Um, you, you had some big-name players in that team. And to beat the other two teams they played, I think, was no small accomplishment. And I, I like Jeff Waltz, even after the loss, saying you know, he liked the team. It's going to be a year full of grit, teamwork, chemistry, all that good stuff, all those uh, euphemisms, I think, for not having a star player, not having maybe the the level of talent that we're accustomed to from your leading scorer. I think you're going to hear a ton of, of Jeff Walls just saying how much he likes coaching this team, how much they buy into the system, all that good stuff. But, Trevor, this is the – I'm choosing to view this because people have – people have accused us and virtually every – Louisville radio show or writer or publication or whatever for being too negative because we're like, hey, four and twenty-eight, not great. Hey, Scott Satterfield, maybe win a few more games. Yeah, you know, this is here's me being positive to start the new athletic season. This is to me, this is the official start of 2023-24. I know it's a exhibition event. They won gold medals. There was an MVP. It's a real tournament. U of L one tournament, one victory. Better days are ahead. You're the Cardinals back. Gold medalists. We're champions of the world. This is my – to me, this is the official start of, the, of the, the current athletic season. It's on. I mean, somebody get Tom Jackson on the phone and tell ESPN that the year of the Cardinals has nothing to do with Stanford. God. That was such a buzz. That was such a – wasn't it not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's – it's a bit. It's a. It's a good thing for the women's team, as you mentioned. I mean, all the all the different parts coming in with walls and the transfers. I mean, what better way to not even just getting these games under your belt to get some rhythm going and some, you know, continuity going with this team, but to do it so by also getting a win and not just saying even a blowout win, but like to show like the grit, like you said, yeah. to to have to you know play a team that does has been together, does have you know age as well as as. As, be, as, as the luxury of playing together and knowing each other a little more than this little team does. But that, to win it, like, just 
by having he hit a shot with what was it, like 20 seconds left or something like that? At 31, I think. Is it? Well, okay. In, under a minute. And look, it was a baseline out of bounds play. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Wall's the blob king. At it again. Beautiful design. Gets his best shooter for his best player in this tournament. A wide open look in the final minute. Walls in his bag in, in yeah. July. That's what he does. Two you, just, you, you, you can't help. You have to be positive, right? I mean, you, 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 there's no way you can. Like, can I mean, can you spin this negatively and be like, oh well, okay, it's Canada. They lost a game. Yeah, they, it's it's it's. I mean, who, who knows anything about Canada? Steve Nash's daughter play or something. Or I mean, it's it's still it's still a pretty it, it's still a good thing. And and you know what? It, whether you don't think it's that big a deal or not, it's still better than losing. This is a hot take. I think winning gold medals and championships is good. Yeah, I did like Walls after the game. He played into the hole. He's like, I, you know, I always hear that I can't win the big one or that we can't win the big one. Boom, gold medal. What do you have to say gold now? Medal. He's like, he's like, there's a championship for you. I was like, well, well done, Jeff. He also said this after the game. He said, uh, it's exciting to see the potential that we have and being able to see the growth I was able to see here in just a week. It's pretty encouraging. It's going to be fun, and I'm excited to see what this group can become in January, February. In March, I, I mean, I, I think they still have a long way to go. That's pretty obvious. It's weird, probably, following a Louisville women's basketball team that doesn't have a bona fide superstar, like as well as as Taylor played, as good as Curry looked at times, uh, as as dominant as as Olivia was in the post, even though she came off the bench for a couple of the games. There's not a player on this team that you look at and you're like, she's she's got a good chance to be ACC Player of the Year, or she's got a good chance to even be first team All ACC. And we've had so many of those over the year. It has been a, it certainly has been a you know, sacrificial program as far as p- people trying to put the team first. But you've also had some really just quality superstars that you knew were going to go on to be in, you know high WNBA draft picks. We're going to be all Americans, and this year's team I think just doesn't have that. And so Walls, I, I think that they, he's going to have to do things differently. And we knew that going in. Anytime you lose almost everybody from from a elite eight team, you know that you're kind of starting from scratch. But I think that he, I, I think Jeff sort of likes this. I think he views it as a challenge. I think he views it as just another time to opportunity to prove just how good he is at this thing. And I think that he's going to, you know, I, I think that there were some, some egos on last year's team. We don't have to name names, but you know, Schmaley Schman Schmidt. Yeah. I think that has, there, there's been some talk <laughs> that maybe she did, you know, was not a great teammate to at least some of her teammates. Uh, and I think that Jeff, having a team that seems to be able to put its egos aside this early on, I think he's really going to look forward to. Now, they may not be a legitimate national title contender the way that we've had in years past, but they ought to be a hell of a lot of fun to root for. And, and I think they can absolutely be a team that goes to a, what, six straight second weekend, which would be a hell of an accomplishment. Your mic's off. Oh, no. Bro. This happened, no. To, this happened to Scoots, oh. actually, at the start on Friday. It was like, it was going in and out. And I was like, oh, God. That's not good. There it goes. There I was like, go. I can't talk to myself for three hours. I was like, I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what we're going to do here. We just have to play some audio. Uh, You're good now. Yeah, but to make a very inappropriate joke to what you just said. Um, you, can't, you can play with yourself for three hours. You can, you can do that, but you can't talk. <laughs> can't do it for three hours. <laughs> I'm not, what am I, my 20s again? Going blind. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a great billboard uh, for this, this old town store on the way. Out there, it said, uh, "More so much jerky, you may go blind." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I almost want to stop and buy it there." Uh, um, God, oh, now I completely forgot what I was going to say. But other than um, when, when it comes to Jeff Walls, and, and, and despite all the questions and, and, and the, the names that we know that, that were lost, 
Uh, seeing this does give me confidence, and maybe it's a little bit more of ignorance of not knowing what the roster looks like and not knowing the women's game as well as I do. But uh, it does. I do have a confidence, no, a blind confidence going into the season, knowing that my expectations for Jeff Walls there is never at a ceiling. And I, I, I if you tell me he was gonna, he's going to take this team and he's going to he's going to rally this group, this team's going to make a run at the Final Four. I'm going to believe you, and I'm going to buy stock in it. I can see that, and and look. And it can be ignorant, it can be overconfidence, whatever you want to call it. More likely the former than the latter, but that's 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 where I'm at. Even if they don't. I'm not gonna be mad. Haley Van Lith, you know, she's won the Team USA stuff. She's she's chasing a ring now. She could be reigning back to back national champions at LSU. She'll never be a global jam champion. She won't have gold. She'll never be a well, she I think she won gold in like the three on three thing. Oh that doesn't count. It's not even a global It's not even a full without game a, without an A event. Like three on three does no no one recognizes. They don't even get a real gold medal for that. It's just a piece of candy wrapped in silver. She doesn't jam. You don't jam. You don't jam. <laughs> Did you Maybe catch the hard to need less teammates to pass to? Yeah, I know. But uh, props to Jeff Walls and company. It was a nice little I mean, we were talking about, uh, I think you and I actually talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and it came up again last week, just how how nice it would be to have the men's team play in one of these foreign tours because, one, you, you know, I think it would be beneficial for the team. Two, it just gives us something to watch and some nice content. But, I like, having that. It's kind of a scary question, though. I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, would, you, you run the risk of us being like, oh, my God, they lost. It would be good to get beat by, like, like by the 30. Portuguese <laughs> D-League team by 50. <laughs> I mean. How are we gonna? Yeah, people would be on suicide watch. But <laughs> having the the women to watch the last couple of days and, and follow along, even when they weren't on national TV, it was it was just a nice little like July treat. Like here's a here's an appetizer. Main courses are coming up in about a month and a half. But here's something just to hold you over until you get. It was it was Cardinal sports, and they were winning, and it was fun. Both the games against Canada were very competitive. It was nice, and kudos to Jeff Walls and company for for getting it done. Because like you said, people. I mean. I, I'm not going to pretend that there were a droves of U of L fans tuning into these games on CBS Sports Network, but even the ones who weren't watching and who were just kind of you know paying attention, like it's cool to you're getting excited about hearing that the team won a championship, hearing that the team you know, took care of business. And I think Kentucky is feeling the same thing on the men's side. Now they are, I think, a little bit more excited about what they saw. Understandably so, they looked really good in, in their four games, even though they got uh, beasted by Emmanuel Corfor on Saturday, which we can talk about too. I, heard, I, I, saw, I think I saw something on your Twitter about that. He, he went off on him. Just went nuts. Just a, a card going nuts. Some total like Bill Russell. Sixteen points. He blocked their you know the, 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 their young buck at the rim. Made him cry a little bit. Sixteen points, five rebounds. And I did like, like I the U of L Twitter account. I, I guess they knew. Don't let us beat you in basketball, UK. Where are you going to beat you in football this year? Beat you in everything this year. Like I think the, the U of L men's basketball Twitter account. They had been keeping tabs on Akora for his performance. Like they had posted his numbers from the day before, and they knew what was going to happen after they posted his numbers against UK because it was a, it was he played well. He's 16 points, five rebounds, and a nice block. But you know his team got smacked by. I was gonna say yeah. And so you knew it was just gonna be just it was like the Jurassic Park gift where like the the, you know, the water like you post the, you post the tweet and immediately I think the water starts shaking a little bit. You're like oh god, <laughs> you're holding the the Jello the sh- the shaking Jello. UK fans were just like, and one loss to Kentucky. What else is new? But I, I did like all I did was retweet the, the the tweet. I didn't even say anything. And there was a guy who was like, he feasted off of UK having no big man and their second half a, second half apathy. And I was like, well, I can't I can't let this slide. And I was like, one, a core four six eight. 
if I know UKD didn't have Ugana, they didn't have Bradshaw, but they should have. You know, if Emmanuel Corafor, a six-eight power forward, is going to you know, dominate the big men, then that's that's kind of an issue. It's not like we had Dennis Evans out there, a seven-three guy who couldn't guard him. Two, he had twelve of his sixteen points in the first half, so seventy-five percent of his points came when presumably UK was still trying. Like they were they were still trying to give maximum effort. So let's not let's not do that. He was like, "You didn't watch the game, you bleeping idiot." I'm like, "Well, that's." That's the end of our conversation. <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch the game, you bleeping idiot. Well, yeah, he didn't score four points in the second half. Well, that's that's what the number. At least, say. at least we can walk away regardless of the point total and stat line. That Corafor is healthy now. I mean, if a Corafor scored sixteen points on UK by himself, imagine when we get our whole team out there. That's like hundred and forty <laughs> points. Can you say Kenny Payne, the big man whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> it's it started, baby. He's making strides. He's we thought he we thought he was banged up last year. Then Kenny Payne wasn't paying attention. No, Kenny was clearly focused on a core for the entire last couple weeks of that season last year. I did like that. There's focusing a ra- training on him only. There's a random Twitter account out there, and like I, I scroll, like I don't even know how these people exist, but like they, they know what they're doing. Like it's just a, it's a random who like, tweets rumors that he hears about college basketball. This guy's got like, like a thousand followers, no background whatsoever. There's nothing to back up, and he was like. He's like, sources tell me, embedded sources tell me that. <laughs> embedded. That, that What's embedded sources? <laughs> sources that are, like, in the program. In the program. Okay. <laughs> they tell him that under the tutelage of Kenny Payne and Danny Manning, Dennis Evans' post work has taken dramatic steps forward. Like, all these UFL fans are re- I'm like, who is this guy, and how is he possibly hearing this? I love it. I'm willing to run with it. Let's go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you've seen what he's done with core for already, UK. Sources have told me. Dennis Evans. Uh, embedded sources of the program that Dennis Evans' eyesight has improved and the goggles may no longer be needed. He's scoring 34 <laughs> against UK. If Okorafor is getting 16, he's getting at least more than, than, than double that. So watch out, UK. Only half field. Here comes that double-double we've been looking for. We're coming for you. But uh, props to Jeff Walls and the ladies. Getting it done. Getting some gold. Uh, a nice little start to the athletic season. We'll take a break. When we come back, we can get to some text from you. I know you guys have missed Trevor and you want to pick his brain about stuff. Also, I do want to talk at least briefly about yesterday's Wimbledon final because I thought it was it was nuts. Uh, we can talk a little Tennessee. Did that happen? It happened. It's over. By the way, uh, I know, I know, I know you're you're excited about your Reds call up. I'm very excited about the Reds call. Have the you Reds seen tonight's the lineup? Uh, no, is it posted? It has been posted, and leadoff is kind of interesting. I like that they're shifting it. Oh, they're shifting. All TJ right, TJ has sucked recently. There, well, which one? Friedel. Okay. <laughs> you have a couple of my Hopkins is already here. What's his name? He's not, he's not the same. Yeah, he's in. TJ Friedel is. I mean, he well, also kind of cost us the game yesterday. He's still in the lineup. He's, but he's not leading off? No, he's not leading off. Who is leading off? Like, oh, Ellie's leading yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. This is the, the, a little, little Ricky Henderson style uh, strategy here. For, I actually, I hate Put this lineup. Put the line power up. and speed <laughs> there. Looking at this, I, I, hate, I, I hate this lineup <laughs> completely. If I, I like, I like, I like uh, Encarcion in, in the DH spot. I mean, I like that too. If we're going to, if you're going to bump TJ, bump him down to nine. Like, he, he doesn't need to be hitting two. I, well, that's, that's where you, you, you're just worried about him at the two spot. Yeah. I would, I would move McCain up, McLean up to the two. And just I would just and drop kind of Fraley back, but India at three, Votto at four, Fraley at five, and then go the rest of the way down. Even though it shouldn't Tyler Stevenson be higher up, he's a pretty good bat. Well, this year and he's not. But speaking of not hitting well this year, I mean India can't hit anything. They so they they dropped him from the three hole finally after the All Star break, and it resulted no, in us scoring four. It resulted in well they done him to five. He's at four today. Oh yeah, no he's he, no, no he's, he's at four. He's still at five. He's at four today. 
No, he's a five. Fraley's One, a four. One, two, today. three. Four. Oh, you're right. You're the right. counting once count. again comes back to bite you in the ass. But, <laughs> but he's <laughs> just seen at the blackjack table. <laughs> he's hit fifth the last four games, and he has not. He, he's not hit well. You have twenty, Trevor. Hit it. <laughs> I hate this lineup. All right, we'll take a we'll take you a break. That, right? I, 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 I don't to, like this. Let me to ruin your mood for the first I don't break. Like, I don't like this. I mean, look, it's better than doing what we've been doing, which is scoring three runs in the last four games, including three shutouts. But uh, I, I'm not crazy about it. We'll take a break. When we come back, text from you guys, and then we can move the conversation to a, a little bit of the other topics from uh, over the weekend. It's Mike Rutherford Show with Trevor Kelsey back in the house here on Benny and June? I finished Ted Lasso. Did you really? I finished Ted Lasso yesterday. Look at it. I go out of town. You, you get an oomph. I, we did. Finished it. So, your thoughts? I liked it. I think it was my least favorite of the three seasons. I agree. Yes. I, I, tell, I, okay, There were something, and if you don't want any spoilers, turn it off for like two minutes. I promise. Yeah, we'll, turn, turn off Ted Lasso we'll, spoilers we'll right short. now. Like One thing that I didn't like, there were a few things that I didn't like. One of them was, I feel like the show had been so good the first two seasons about not being predictable, uh, about being like, it just, just kept you guessing, didn't fall into the the generic tropes of other shows, kind of like it, where it was just so easy, like, oh, the bad guy's going to lose, or this is going to happen to the good guy. This season, I felt like, so when, when Keely meets Jack, like five seconds into them meeting for the first time, I'm like, they're going to hook up. They're going to start dating. Yeah. Called like a million times called that. But, I, I told when that happened, I texted somebody. I was like, I never once thought I would say, like, I don't care about this lesbian hookup. Like, I wanted to be with Roy. Like, I never thought I would boo a lesbian hookup. I knew they were going to do the <laughs> yeah, thing with, like, yeah. where, where, like, Roy and Jamie, like, it, it was classic, like, Save by the Bell, where they're like, oh, neither <laughs> one gets her. Like, uh, I, I choose me. Like, every like show has done that. Where, like, they're fighting over the girl, like, you got to pick one of us. And she's like, I pick me. Like, is, she didn't actually say that. Is but Roy you Slater or Zach? Roy Slater. Okay. <laughs> Jamie's got the hair. You're right. He's, yeah. Like, I mean, I did. I didn't mind the evolution of their characters a little bit. I loved the bromance. I it was one. Of yeah. The best okay. Of the exactly. But I thought like that. Just it, it was just it was it was kind of rushed, and it was like oh, like, like Jamie didn't really even do anything with Keeley for a, a long time. They're like oh yeah, he's still in love. It's it been just, a couple years. Yeah. It felt just kind of that felt kind of rushed. The one thing that I was semi wrong about, like I called it like they, they start doing the, the stuff with like you know. Ted's missing his son, and it's very obvious that he's missed back home. I'm like, he's going to go back home at the end of the season. He's going to quit. He's going to go back home to be with his kid. I thought that Nate was going to come back to Richmond, and he was going to be named the new head coach as opposed to to Roy at the end. That was yeah. the one thing where I was like, oh, I missed that one. But like everything else I felt like was just so 
because it just felt too predictable. I like the last three episodes, I think, of the season, probably the best three of the whole season. Like, because in the middle, I was getting to the point where I was kind of like, okay, this is, I was looking at you, I'm like, this season's really tra- trailing off. It had moments, like, I, I liked, the, the, there were some moments. I hated the whole Nate. Nate's, I thought, the, it, it, felt like the, it felt like the last season of Game of Thrones. Where it was just rushed. It was just completely they rushed. Any, they didn't put any effort into the character ever. No. Like, oh, yeah, he's good again. Yeah, it's, he's like, exactly. He's yeah. like, he, we spent an entire year of him, like, forming this evilness. And he gets there, and he's like, I feel bad about it. I'm sorry. Like, can I come back? And he tries to do all the stupid stuff over there, and it's... Well, they don't even show him, like, you know, him... It just seemed like, like a waste. Why, they don't even show him, like, resigning or going into no. details about his... He just leaves Rupert at the at, at the bar because he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a one-woman gal. I don't I don't want to be, like, a womanizer and cheat like him. And the next episode, they just start with, like, oh, yeah, he's resigned. And that <laughs> whole thing was... I know that Ted Lasso, it, it gets a little... It, it stretches the realm of, of, of reality a little bit, obviously... You, you, the whole premise is you've got a guy who's never coached Coach soccer before, coaching State a football, Premier yeah, League yeah, soccer right. team. But the whole notion of, like, this guy is, is the biggest name in coaching in the Premier League, and five days later he's working at a restaurant. It's like, okay. <laughs> no one's not, yeah. I, like that part, I was like, this is just. Then a week later he's back to being kit man at, at his old team. I was I like, mean, this is just kind of silly. Yeah, this is a little too I, silly for me. I feel like they ruined the Nate character a little bit. I mean, I guess because they, they wanted to do one last season, but. I mean, at least maybe end with him like returning at the last minute, like in the last episode or something. I mean, I like the play idea it out a little bit. It was kind of like like it, it, to to draw on your Game of Thrones parallel. Like I liked the idea. I, I thought I I didn't have a huge problem with with Khaleesi turning evil and all that stuff. Like yeah, it, you knew it was like, coming. Like I liked it. Like, I thought there was a it was a solid ending. I just didn't like how little work they put into like making it. Explaining why exactly, he's like, "Oh no, she's evil." You knew Nate was going to come back and realize his, the, the the wrongs of his ways and was going to return to Ted. And that was an like you said, what to, like when you when you talk about Grant Trino being predictable, everything's predictable. I mean, for the most part, Tip unless boy, you're yeah. M Knight over there trying to like force a or you know uh, or Rain John uh, Johnson trying to force something into a twist, but. I mean, it's it you, you still got to work to get there. Don't just like shove it right, right. at me. I mean, don't, let me enjoy the ride a little bit. I don't want to. I get on a roller coaster and not even go up a hill. I mean, it was as if they didn't know how to do it, so they just didn't try. Or they just were just rushed because they had one seat. Because them ending the show, and, and again, if you're not listening, this was pretty much. I'm assuming the end of the series, right? It is. It's done. Oh, okay, good. Because uh, they don't need a probably a fourth season. I mean, this was this was it. You didn't need it. Uh, I liked the way I, the last episode. I liked maybe just because I knew it was ending. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, but yeah, the whole Nate storyline just ir- it irritated me a little bit. Uh, I did like learning uh, Coach's name at the very end a little bit. I liked getting into his background a little bit too. In the, in the penultimate episode, where they talk about how he was, he, he tells the story Nate, yeah. about being, you know, I was in jail and they got that all that. I, I did like the background there because we knew so little about him. And I guess uh, they they they've talked about like the. Like in previous episodes, like you find out and you can turn it off. You don't want to notice his name is Willis. That maybe like when he would be like the, you know, what are you talking about, Willis? He was actually not making a different strokes yeah. reference, but talking to the coach itself. I thought there were there were some really like classic Ted Lasso feel good moments. I, I I loved the episode where the whole team pitches in to clean up Sam's restaurant. Uh, that was yeah a, a really good ending. The Sam thing though was it. Is it me or does he just repeat his character every season? He, he, there wasn't a lot of depth there. Yeah, it was like every year. It's like okay, Sam's gonna be uh, over the top about doing something good. Oh wait a minute, that who he, who's helping him do be good? They they're mean to his country. You no, know, he now he's gotta like 
It's like every episode, every season, he had the same story arc. And it was. There were some, I know like, they touched yeah. on social issues a number of times in, in previous years. It felt like there were some where they were just trying to force it a little bit. It, it felt forced for him in this one. I, that, that one did feel forced. I liked the, I, I liked the way that they handled Colin being gay. I thought that was, uh, that, that was, was fun, yeah. It was sweet, and the whole way they did it was really well done. And I did not like the like the, the episode where they're doing the whole again. It, it's a it's a it's Trent a, being gay was no shock. I don't think no. It, it's something that I I agree with, but the way that it hand it was handled felt like force. Like they're going, they're trying too hard a little bit. The whole, you know, if a girl sends you a picture, like you need to delete it when you, when you yeah. Break, and like you know, it's it's it, again, it's something that's right. They were touching on the the whole the leak of celebrity photos from a few years ago, which included all like, you know, how. How gross it was and how bad it was, but it just—it felt like they were trying way too hard to like to touch on, to to you know to to preach about a number of different things, and it just it came off as not really natural. It was kind of like again with the Game of Thrones comparison, where they felt like they wanted to do all these storylines, but knew they only had one more season to do it. I think I think that's exactly right. And 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 at that point, then and I would be more lean towards the still stick with one more season. Maybe just cut back on some of the storylines, or maybe if you wanted to, you were so badly wanted to use like the. Like you said, with the photos and, and, and Colin coming out of the closet and everything, tease that early in the in, in last season. Like you you can you know put something in there in an episode. I don't know, maybe take out the entire one where, where Coach goes you know twenty four hours on the rage uh, with the drug rage. I thought that episode sucked to begin with. I mean, season two, yeah. See, but that was the one that was added late, along with the Christmas the, one. Yeah, yeah they, they, they just they they Which got. I like the Christmas one. Yeah, they got up to to twelve episodes. They had to add those extra two. Again, I, I did really like it. Like I still like the season a lot. It's still uh, one of my my favorite shows. I just did not like this season quite as much as the the prior two. It was proper. It was properly ended. I think so. It was too. good. There's no because re- if there was a season four, would you would you watch it? Or you? I mean, I, I would. Yeah, I would too. But you and me, I both would be like, you'd be even reluctant to watch it as quickly as you even you did this one. I wouldn't have a lot of faith that it would be done well, like yeah. that, that it would make make me still like the show as much as I, I do. I did like that it wasn't just like everybody like, oh, Ted's leaving and everyone's fine. I liked that Rebecca made the like the emotional plea to you know to have that like, which for a split second when he, when she's talking, you're like, you know, maybe he's like something's going to happen here. It wasn't just so cut and dry. Like I'm leaving, I got to be at home. I liked Coach Beard getting off the plane and doing that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean, I think Leslie was the star of the season. Higgins, I thought I thought he was like I laughed more at him this season than I did at anybody. I thought he him coming out of his shell a little bit. I'm trying to think what he did that, that was stood out. I mean, he because he's been a character in the last few seasons. He, as well. I, I feel like he just was more funny in this season. Like he, he all his yeah. diamond dogs and like. Stuff was really cool. The episode where he's like keeps talking about going to the red light district and like I'm gonna make Will oh, yeah, a man. The, the, I thought was very he's there for the jazz when he plays jazz. I thought was really yeah. funny. I thought he had a really good season. Yeah, he's a good character. I liked his character in general. But yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's still yeah. good. It just it was there were parts to me that were a little bit more frustrating than in season five. And like I said, the middle really kind of. I, I thought the last three or four episodes were some of the best of the of, the, of that season. Not to setting the bar very high for the beginning of it, but. I like at least you know. Like I said, I was just happy, kind of happy to see it end. Let, let, let's let's go out on a high note as high as we can, I guess. Yeah, the whole the Zava stuff was. I, I guess you have to do it because you have to give some sort of rational explanation for how this team that was you know, just coming out of relegation could be competitive in in the Premier League right off the bat without adding anybody new. And like I thought that, but like he, the whole character was just kind of you know it was. It didn't do much for me. I didn't need the whole return of the dude with the Super League and stuff. I thought that was like in, in her getting um, the guy from Detroit slash. I think you should leave. Yeah, is that what he's from? I don't know. The the dude that, that, that hates Samuel because he wouldn't join yeah, his Nigerian right, team yeah. and 
they did, and Rebecca did the whole speech, and the, I was like, yeah, okay. I did like that she didn't kiss Rupert. Well, sec- yeah, because was... second, I was like, I was like, there's no way they're gonna let this happen. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this this would ruin the entire show for me. And then Mary completely called her getting with the guy that she met, and that's how she's gonna become a mom. Like when she saw her. Okay, yeah, the whole the, the whole fortune teller thing was stupid too. I didn't. When she saw the kids' room on the boat, Mary's like, that's how she's gonna become a mom. Like she's gonna end up with this guy, and he's gonna have a daughter. I'm like, yeah, that's that's. And sure enough, she called that. I mean, did, did we really need this like rip off of love actually type of like crap? And then I mean, they, the whole fortune teller stuff and. Like, yeah, that, that that was another thing. I was like, seriously? I mean, I know, like you said, that Ted Lasso can be a little out, outlandish sometimes and a little... But we don't need somebody being a wi- actual witch in there. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I mean, there were parts right That there. was Game of Thrones all over again with Cersei. It was. <laughs> but now we, we... So we finished the show. We're looking... I think Mary wants to watch Jack the season of Jack Ryan next, so we'll probably hit that up. Never seen that. I still haven't watched season two of The Bear, though, either. We have not yet. Yeah, I think eventually I'm going to start The Bear. I'm excited about that. Uh, so I, I want to watch the new season of The Great, which I was really into. I'm not Hulu. familiar with that. First two seasons were really good. At least I really liked it. And I, I think I start. I, I got through like ten minutes of the first episode of season three before I fell asleep. So. Last last night I watched Aquaman, Office Space, and Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> the, the, the trio of Trevor movies are back. <laughs> At least Office Space and Dumb and Dumber kind of go together. I don't know. I don't know. I, for some reason, I just decided to watch Aquaman for the. Like, I never even liked Aquaman. And I don't really like the comic book movies, but it, like it just came on. There was nothing else on. You just went with it. And I just, it just like it was the very beginning of the movie, and like the very first scene I see is like Aquaman, like uh, the dude from like in Game of Thrones, whatever his name is. Like he he climbs on the sub, and he looks back, and he's like, "Permission to board." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, pirates, this pirated sub. And I was like, "Oh, good lord, this is gonna be bad." That was the beginning of a very corny. Campy, it's very Val Kilmer, Jerry Bruckheimer's Batman three level movie. Oh, I can't believe you ruined the internet here. The internet was so much better last week when you were gone. What did I? Do? How did I ruin it? I don't it? know. I don't know. Did you know Scoots fixed the, fixed the stream while we we're on air? Uh yeah, he 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 did talk to me at one point. He said uh, he did something that you said you've only done twice in twelve years. <laughs> Not completely true. He was taking. A they, I tell you what, if I'm only he was it, taking a hero's lap, he was, like, <laughs> the, the entire text line was praising him. Scoots was on cloud nine after he fixed the stream. If it's only if I've only fixed it twice in ten years, it's only been broken twice in ten years. Then oh. uh, he did. He did call me. Um, he called me. I think I just gave him in bed like three hours. Like he, cause he kind of was like two o'clock here time, so it was like you know like noon and, and, and where I was. I just got back to the room at like seven a.m. eight a.m. It was an all-nighter. Uh, yeah, I, that was the night I racked up really well on video poker, and uh, or video blackjack. And uh, yeah, he was just like, trying to ask me. I'm like, just like I was just completely useless to him on the phone. Yeah. He's like asking me these technical questions, and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> sure, bring more towels. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Since we're we're kind of on nonsense topics in this segment, we only have like uh, seven minutes before we gotta get a break. Did you? So you, you didn't know Wimbledon was going on? No idea. <laughs> Not a clue. That's fine. That's the, that's the French, right? No, the, Wimbledon's in England. Oh yeah, French, the French is the French Open. <laughs> no, that's it's not just a clever name. <laughs> no, it's because I was remember out out there, my buddy of mine. I, I called him Victor Wimbledon. He was like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, yeah, you know, because he's you know French Wimbledon. He's like, 
Wimbledon's English, dude. I'm like, so you got corrected. Same difference. I was like, it's all across the across the pond, right? So you were corrected about this exact reference <laughs> yes. less than a week ago, yeah. and you're still here making the same mistake on air for <laughs> yeah dozens of people to hear. Wimbledon's one Pete Sampras dominated, right? Yes, and then Federer, and then Djokovic. Yeah. Until until yesterday. Oh, Djokovic going. He was going to tie Federer's record for Wimbledon championships, which is five. Oh God, no! I think it's like nine. He might, I mean, how many? He's won the last. He had won the last four. He'd won 2018, 2019. They didn't have one in 2020, and then he won 21 and 22. Federer had won in 17. I mean, this is so. Carlos Alcaraz is 20 years old. Who? In, okay, the, the guy who played Djokovic yesterday. Who? Spoiler alert: beat Djokovic yesterday. He's 20 years old. In his lifetime, four people have won Wimbledon. I, st- I was going to say, the way you're talking, I'm not surprised. Four people in 21 years have won Wimbledon. That's insane. So it's Federer, uh, Sampras, Sampras not in, Djokovic. Sampras, no. Sampras oh. is, is more than 21 years ago. Oh, has it been? Good makes Lord. us feel old. It's Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, who won it a couple of times. I do know that name. Beat Federer in the famous uh, 07 match, or 08 match. And then uh, Andy Murray, the first English champion to win Wimbledon in like a billion years. Yeah, and he's who, also quarterback for Georgia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the quarterback didn't Georgia have a quarterback named Andy Murray? No. You sure? Yes. Uh, I don't know about that. Look it up. <laughs> Tell me what you find. Uh, Andy Murray, he also was the going into yesterday the last person to beat Novak Djokovic on center court at the All England Club, which had been in 2013. The man had won 45 consecutive matches on center court. He's unbeatable. He goes up against this 20-year-old kid who won the U.S. Open last year, a tournament that Djokovic was not allowed to play in, so you didn't have to stare down you know, the monster of all monsters, the, the, the sports giant, and it was an insane match. Five sets, Alcaraz loses 6-1 in the first, and you're thinking, here we go again. Djokovic is going to dominate. Like this is, It's his world still. He's still the very clear dominant force in tennis, and Alcaraz comes back, wins the second set in a tiebreak, dominates the third set, loses the fourth set, and you're thinking, Again, Djokovic just does not lose five-set matches. His fitness is unreal. He's a robot. He just keeps coming. And uh, Alcaraz breaks. Djokovic smashes his racket. And then Alcaraz wins 6-4 in the fifth. It was an unreal match. And it does kind of feel like a, a little bit of a changing of the guard. Like, tennis has been waiting forever for somebody besides the big three. I mean, it's been like 17 years since it's been somebody other than Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, who's been like the guy in the sport. And now it kind of feels like it's maybe finally going to start happening. Like, I still think Djokovic will probably win the U.S. Open. I mean, is this a fluke win or is this just? It's, no, it's legit. Like, Alcaraz is probably, like, he, he's, like, grass is his worst surface. He's a hard court, uh, clay court guy. He'd only played four tournaments on grass in his life before this one. He'd been hurt for a lot of the year. He's number one in the world. Uh, he's, like, he, he's the next big thing. And he's 2-1 and one against Djokovic now, which is kind of unreal. And it just seems like, again, I think, Novak's going to win a couple of more, at least a couple more Grand Slams. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's 35. He's in great shape. But it finally feels like we're going to turn the page sometime soon. This Alcaraz kid is next up. He was, it was an unreal match. He showed insane guts. And he, kinda, he went at Djokovic the way that nobody has really in the last 15 years. It was cool. I'm impressed. That's, the, that's, that's my tennis record. And by the way, Andy Murray may have won the Wimbledon, but his brother Aaron, Aaron Murray owns the record for most touchdown passes by quarterback in SEC history. Not his brother. No. Also not named Andy. No, it's named Aaron. It's his brother. Yeah. 121 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a Murray that played for Georgia. It is also, uh, again, a couple of quick hitters. It's Beyonce night at Allen Stadium tonight here in Louisville. 
Mary's going. She's excited. Wait, how is she constantly getting these tickets to these these grand events here locally? I don't know. Well, the, the Taylor Swift one was in Cincinnati. That's she's, still you can do that local, right? Places. Yeah, I guess it, it was the closest she was going to come to here. So yeah, wonder why Taylor Swift won't go to the Cardinal Stadium. She's been to Cardinal Stadium. Has she? Okay, she was here. She was at Cardinal Stadium, like I think five years ago. Mary went to so that too. Does that mean that Taylor's more like popular than Beyonce because she goes to the Paul, Paul Brown and Beyonce only has to come to Cardinal Stadium? Her tour is definitely bigger than Beyonce's tour. Although this tour is is very big. As Kanye well. will not like that. No, it's a uh, it's it's a big uh, it's a big night here in Louisville. Although the weather looks terrible now, it looks like it's going to rain. Why are you, are you going? I'm not going. Who does a concert on Monday night? Well, I mean, some people have to get some Monday treatment. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not all the concerts can be Friday or Saturday. Well, I'll be, I, I feel like I feel like it's a little bit of a fall from grace, right? I mean, Beyonce's supposed to be like the top. Isn't supposed to be like the like the top tier of like. Well, sure. I think you're looking at this wrong. I think it's it's a shot at us, not be like Beyonce. It's not like she doesn't do concerts on Friday and Saturday. We just get Monday. Her concert in Louisville just <laughs> happens to be on a Monday. Somebody's got to get the Monday treatment. She can't go to Friday. You know, every city's going to be Friday, Saturday. You know, they're touring like Taylor Swift's. Every now and then, she's going to do a non-weekend concert as well. So I, I think it's more about us than it is about about her. Anybody who's opening? Do we know? I don't know, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I know very little about this concert other than so it's I. supposed to rain, and Mary's nervous about that. But uh, at least that'll take this Canadian wildfire back out. These Canadians just stop. They keep sending us their toxic air, and it's just it's messing me up. It's messing everybody up. I've noticed. Somebody help the Canadians out there. Get it under control. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't notice this whole like toxic air thing. I mean, I guess this is a smoker. I've been prepared for this. I guess, yeah. I, mean, it's like, I just don't see any difference. Well, you talked about well, the, the last time I was here. You were like, I, you can see it in the air. Like you can see. No, yeah, so but I mean, I didn't notice. Time. Like in, I didn't notice anything in my breathing. Oh uh, well, God, I mean, you must just have iron lungs. Also, I don't know. Like I've never noticed that too. Like when I go, like anytime I've ever been, like in like out, like out west, like in Denver area or anything. Like I don't, I don't like notice the like any difference. I noticed it. The, the, the weird. I mean, I wheeze about, anyway, walking anywhere. But yeah, I mean, the weirdest thing about like. When we were hiking in Denver and stuff, and you get to, you, they have the signs. Well, I've never hiked. Well, there's, <laughs> there's that. We would hike, and you know, they'd have signs where it would, it would say like, you know, your elevation is this. You, you may get a little bit light. You know, this may happen. This may happen. And the people I was with would always be like, I, I can really feel it. I'm sucking air. And I was like, this is how I feel all the time. So I, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell a difference. Just being an asthmatic, it was kind of the same thing. But I definitely have noticed when the air's gotten crap here. Now my ear, my ears pop when you when you're driving in like lower. Uh, well, that's everybody. Yeah, that, I hate that. That annoys me. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take a break. When we come back, we'll hit up the Thornton Sax line for the first time. 502-414-1450. Ed <laughs> Lasso, Beyonce, and Wimbledon. We'll also talk a little uh, Tyler <laughs> Johnson. What in the world is going on there? We'll talk a little uh, general college basketball and get you updated on a new U of L football projection for the upcoming season. One that does not have Louisville favored in all twelve games, but still has Louisville favored in a. A majority of the bastard. Players. We'll discuss that <laughs> sorry. again. Get to you all on the text line. 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here. More Rutherford Show next here on 1450 The Big X. <laughs> I'm going to be the man who's going to be well, too. And when I'm dreaming, I'm in 
Tom Tom Club. It's like an offshoot of uh, Talking realize, Heads. I didn't realize Mariah Carey sampled this. I just thought it was... Yeah, everybody has sampled this. Has they? Yeah. This was like a, a side project of uh, Talking Heads. It's kind of creepy. Which Talking Heads is a lot of times creepy as well. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it's... It's... You know, it's I, I mean, I think they did a couple albums. This is the only song I really know. It's Genius of Love. All right, well. But yeah, you're right. It has been sampled, I think. I think it's just like a, contractually, everyone's like obligated to sample at least once a year from this song. <laughs> is that the way it works? I think so. It's like, that's how they, they're like, we're just going to make this great like uh, little bass riff and, and, this, and, this, and this beat, and then we're going to let everybody sample it for the next like 30 years. Uh, not a, way, a bad way to make money, right? Not, not a bad way to make money. Yeah, if you can, good work if you can find it. 502-414-4-Confusion, <laughs> the Thornton sex line we've neglected. I know you guys have thoughts for Trevor. You haven't been able to to wax poetic with Trevor Kelsey in over a week. It's time to let you be you. Who has wax? Make it, make, make it happen. <laughs> uh, South End Josh is the first text. I think this was meant for the other show, which is fine. No, that's all right. Me and South End, we, we cool in the South End. South End Josh here. I couldn't eat breakfast this morning. I can't make, make myself eat that early. And if I did, I'd fall asleep in class from the food coma that follows. I agree. I'm not. I can't eat. If I if I eat something like when I first wake up, like breakfast, normal person style, I would. I'm falling asleep too. I used to. I no I'm longer. I eat two meals. I don't eat till like eight one meal at twelve thirty, and then I have dinner. That's basically uh, you throw in a one a.m. raid the fridge munchie snack for me, and I'm the same way. I'm I'm just not. I'm not a like. I'll eat breakfast at like noonish maybe. Like food, but I just... I, That's I, what I usually do. I usually eat breakfast yeah. food at like 12.30. I just, but if, when I first wake up, if I'm going to eat breakfast, if I'm hungry enough to eat breakfast, it's probably because I'm not doing anything the rest of the day. Like I have no intention of going anywhere, like on Saturday or Sunday or any other day. Tex says, who's buying an eight-year-old nunchucks for a gift? Welcome back, DK. <laughs> oh, man. My, uh, my buddy Mario lived uh, down the street from me. <laughs> Is this like Good a dude. South Park episode where they get the weapons? He gave me nunchucks. <laughs> he came from my, I was eight years old. I remember the birthday party well. Because uh, we had to sleep over later on that night at my aunt's house. We watched Bloodsport. Uh, and then my buddy ended up getting his nose broken because we got punched in the nose. Um, we also looked at who's talking, too, by the way, that night. The, 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 the random Trevor movie trios started at a very young age. I remember the story. Yeah. Bloodsport uh, and look who's talking. And talking. Combination like no other. But I got nunchucks. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great birthday, man. I got nunchucks that year. I got. Uh, I think we watched RoboCop too because I remember we me and my friends kept rewinding that's the shower scene where it was like the one breast. Fun with weapons. Yeah. Texas, you can actually go in the sphere, but not yet. They're making it into an amphitheater. Ooh, that would be trippy. No, Texas, it's an event space. You can go in the sphere. Oh, you can. Okay. But I, I guess I didn't well, go anywhere near just it. Not yet. I, I didn't go near it, so I want to go in the sphere. I would, wouldn't mind, yeah. I wouldn't mind. Go, I'd be, I would go in it. I went in that big thing at Epcot. I'm sure it's the exact same. I mean, I w- I've been in the Arch. I've been in the Arch, too. I'm not going in the Arch now. The Arch is scary. The Arch, I don't think, first of all, A. It like shakes. I don't think I would fit in the Arch now. It's it's tiny. It's like I was very tight in it when I, like, I, I think I went in it, I want to say I was early 20s, maybe. Like, probably, I don't even know if I was 21. Because we would take, when I first started 16, I think me and some of my friends who were older, like, we would take some like, road trips to Six Flags a lot uh-huh. you know, in St. Louis. That was kind of like the, the road trip place. And, like, I'm, I went in it, like, when I'm early 20s. And even then, I remember just being, like, really kind of tight. And, it's, and it, you're right, it vibrates it's and it shakes. And, I remember, so we rode up. Mary and I went when we were, like, probably 24, 25. Yeah, in the 20s. And 
we shared like the little pot up with a very overweight couple. And the guy, like the, the woman was fine. The guy was like not having a good time. You could tell he was like, he's uncomfortable. He was cramped. He was, he did not know what he was getting into. And then you get up there. It's very cramped still. You're trying to walk around a little bit. And if you get a heavy gust of wind, the, the, it, you can feel it move. It moves, yeah. It's unsettling for sure. I'm, I'm glad we did it, but I've got no desire to go do I it again. Say 100% I agree. I've, I've done it. I'm not going to do it again ever again. I, again, I don't think I could physically. I mean, I, I mean I'm not even being like, mean, mean myself. Like, I, You might even be a tight fit in there. At this point, you're in a – I mean, it's yeah. your size. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not a very big spot. It's, I mean, I, even back then, I had to like you know, crouch down a little yeah. bit to, to look out and stuff. Texas says, Kirby here for Rutherford and the boys. The Spear is actually a gym and a place for con- concerts. Well, what is in the Spear, apparently? The Spear's got the Spear's going to have it all. It's an amphitheater. It's an event space. They're having concerts there. It's a gym. Why did, why did it take us this long to come up with the Spear, by the way? Is this where the new baseball team's going to play? In the Spear? <laughs> now I don't blame them for moving the team out of Oakland. Is Oakland so Oakland? If, they, if they, the A's do move there, that means they're the Oakland A's and their minor league team will be in the same city, which is weird. Did, did you, can you tell me the only other like AAA major league team that pretty much share the same city? I didn't know there was one. I it's technically it's not, but they are they, they they're officially two different cities, but there's like six, six miles apart, I think, from stadiums. I have no idea. The Minnesota Twins and the Saint Paul uh, Saints. Saints, yeah. Uh. Even though it's Minneapolis, St. St. Paul, there, I think Nick Curran has said during games that he's like six miles between the stadiums. How does like, everybody how know close. so much about the Sphere? The Sphere, Texas says, the Sphere isn't just a Sphere. It's a 15,000-seat <laughs> arena. I think the Sphere is a plant now. I think this is like an Aliens. This, this is like this is some I mean, sort of 2001 crap. I mean, I didn't do that much homework on it. I was there. The Sphere is going to take on a life of itself. It's going to start – it's going to get aggressive. It's going to start shifting into stuff. It's going to start moving. <laughs> it's gonna become. <laughs> we got a blob situation on our hands here. That's what I was thinking. The blob is what came to mind, especially when you think about that eyeball. Man, people. I thought all these texts were gonna be because you're back and they want to talk. It's just people want to talk about the spheres. I mean, did you not talk about while I was while I was gone? The sphere has an eighteen thousand seat arena, bars, clubs, and I believe a nine story hotel as well. The sphere's got literally everything. Okay, according to its Wikipedia page, the website. This website has all the info. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to open on uh, September 29th with U two as its first performer. Wow! In the in the in the sphere. It, it, is U2 the band that you'd want to pick to open up a grand sphere like this? Look, I saw U2, speaking of concerts at Cardinal uh, Stadium, I saw U2 at Cardinal Stadium. It was great. It was awesome. I, I can know nothing against U2, really. I guess I'm it's not a... It's a beautiful sphere! <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this has got to like, contradict Bono's like hippie ways, though, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> $2 billion Vegas sphere. Yes, I mean, the, the, amount, of, day, the amount of power this thing's day. putting out, and, like electricity, and like it's just, this can't be good for the environment in some way, right? It's yeah. <laughs> there's got to be something that Bono would object to about the sphere. It's going to be U2 launching its U2 UV Octung Baby Live at the Sphere Residency. <laughs> I mean, Octung Baby, can, can we just go back to Joshua Tree if we're just going to keep grasping at the straws of our past success? A place called Sphere to go. <laughs> 18,600 seat auditorium. I mean... Uh, that. That's what I, I know. I heard you, but I was just thinking that you couldn't put that many Ace fans in, a, in an arena. Mm. Come on. <laughs> I, I <heard> <laughs> Texas Mike, congrats on the Tyler scoop. Supported by Trilly over the weekend, but guess what? For late in the summer, number two, we still need guards. Uh, so we, I, I did talk about it a little bit last week. I mentioned on the podcast, like 
what I and this was I, I'm not going to take credit for a scoop here because I wasn't saying anything definitive, and I'm still not because I just I haven't heard anything definitive about this. But what I had heard made me pessimistic about Tyler Johnson uh, arriving here and being academically cleared. Um, it, it's sounding more and more like he is going to be an academic casualty. He was, I mean, our first red flag should have been the fact that he got turned down at Memphis. If you can't get into Memphis, <laughs> I don't want to say it, but like maybe we, no, you're saying maybe we shouldn't be pursuing that. Maybe, that should be a red flag, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, that's that should be something to, to grab your attention. And then uh, Troy Donovan, who, uh, you know, speaking of college basketball accounts, nobody knows who they are. But he's, he does seem to – he clearly knows people because every time he tweets out that somebody's about to get a commitment, they end up getting that player. And he's the guy who uh, I think a few months ago was like – during the whole uh, McKenzie and Baco was like, I'm not tweeting any more Louisville information until we get a new staff because there's just so much disinformation around that program. But he, he did tweet out yesterday, uh, per the DMs, it sounds like Louisville will be the latest team to lose a commit because of academics. In general, it feels like we've seen an uptick in eligibility issues this offseason – haven't heard a coach talk about APR or winning in the classroom in years. It, it, it's sounding, I mean, it's July 17th now. The optimistic take on, on Tyler originally was he graduated, I think, on June 16th and was going to be in Louisville on June 23rd. Then there were a lot of people saying last week he was going to be here on July 10th. That was the latest development. He's still not here. I can tell you, unless that has changed since this morning, Tyler Johnson is not on campus. We're getting closer and closer to the point where it's no longer summer sessions. We've got I mean, school is starting here in less than a month, and we're going to start to start a, a different session of the offseason at that point. And then in late September, we'll start actual official practices. So it's – I don't know what exactly is going on. If you talk to – and I, I feel like I've talked to other people that cover UofL, and they've said the same thing. There seem to be seven different stories floating around there. The, the, the ones that are pessimistic are now outweighing the ones that are optimistic – and that leads me to believe, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that he's probably not going to be on the team this year, which it sucks for a number of reasons. Primarily for me is, uh, like, Sky Clark needs a sparring partner. He needs somebody to push him in practice. He, he needs somebody out there. It's awesome that we're getting these early summer reports about our point guard dominating in practice again. But we got it last year, and it didn't work out particularly well once we got to actual games, and we needed somebody to spell him at the point. So... Hopefully, I mean, the hope is, I think, that you have a better supporting cast this season and you have somebody, whether it's Karan Davis, Trenton Flowers, Mike James being just better, somebody else can slide over and play that position when Clark needs a break or gets into foul trouble or what have you. But it certainly feels like we are running the risk of being in a very similar situation to the one that, that helped plague us last season. I was shocked when we were like, Tyler Johnson, now we just signed for like, He's signing another guard, a guard under six foot four. Yeah, he's six foot. Yeah. He's yeah, it's like, well, where's this coming from? Maybe he's finally listening to us. He's never gonna do it again. Now. We, we, why, 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 why do we get our hopes up? He's never going to do. Like, he won't look at a kid under six four anymore. Now, after this, I think like he knew this was gonna. Like, he did this on purpose. Dude. It's one of those where like you. Know he's like he knew, yeah, because he knew. Like, yeah, you just said the kid failed academically at Memphis. You call the okay. restaurant that you know is going to be booked, and you're like, I tried to get us dinner date. I guess we're staying home. Like, he, he, I got a kid. I got a six-foot point guard. Not my fault he couldn't get into to, to Louisville. I got some leftover pizza in the trunk. I got that last night's meat lovers pizza in the trunk still. I think you may have If I don't get the wings, it's okay. I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, he, he knew. He, he, he wanted, he's tired of listening to everybody wanting a guard, so he's like, I'm going to get you one, even though I know I'm not going to get it. And then when it doesn't come through, even though we all know it's not going to, at least he does at this point because he knew more than we did, then, then you know, it's, it's not my fault, right? And the smooth thing about it is you can never 
you, you can never call him out about that. You can never confirm that that's what happened to well, you. Like you can get an answer out of Kenny Payne anyway. Well, it, I mean. it shuts us all up because <laughs> hey, like I signed a six foot point guard. Congrats. Yeah. Shut up. And we're like, you you knew he wasn't going to be eligible, yeah. eligible here. Take the guy that couldn't get into Memphis's academics. And Kenny's like, prove it. I'm like, well, I can't. Damn it, he wins again. Uh, we've got. Is there anyone easier than Memphis to get into academically? There are more players. The thing to be on the lookout for, and I know Kenny Payne. You did miss Kenny Payne talking last week. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it was that, that was a huge development. Monday he went. This on, is Miss Haley's comment over here. He went on John Rothstein's podcast, and as you might have guessed, oh, I heard that. I, that took up basically the entirety of Monday's show because people were reacting to everything that he said. Now he he made it very clear on Monday that he does not like the transfer portal. Like, like he's he'll take players in the transfer portal, they'll recruit who they have to recruit, but he wants to, I mean, he used the term the right way in reference to bringing in freshmen, traditional recruiting, developing them over time. Like, that was the big quote that I think Louisville fans had, had an issue with. I certainly talked about it a lot. But you've still got players out there in the transfer portal now. Like, we're, we're seeing good players from programs that are are, are becoming – on the market here in, in the middle of July, you missed out on a couple of guys that you could have gotten if you'd had that scholarship to work with. I do know, I mean, we went after the, 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 the Simeon Wilcher kid. That was the first big sign that maybe something was going to be wrong with Tyler Johnson's eligibility. There's still time to go out there and get a point guard. He may not be, I mean, as good as Johnson, but there's somebody out there who can help you. And maybe, I don't know, you know maybe we find another coach with a, you know, Demon in their closet who gets fired, and we can get. I mean, UK. I mean, we, might real well, quickly. we might as well start because I'm telling you, if Kenny Payne, I, I didn't get. I remember seeing that he was going to be on Rossi. I didn't listen to it. But if he legitimately said, like, I'm, I don't like the transport all, I'm going to do it this way, we might as well start looking for another coach because this dude's dead, dead man walking. Well, he referred to it as a necessary evil. Well, he's, yeah. Because yeah. that, he, that's always worked out well for everyone who's, like, rejected change in college sports. And the weird thing was, and I— Worked I'm, out well I'm, for I'm, all of them. I'm repeating myself from last week, is this is a guy who was at the heart of the program that was ahead of the curve back in the day with the one and done, who was not doing things, quote-unquote, the right way when people tried to frame it that way. So you'd think he'd be more willing to say, you know, look, the best programs out there are killing it in the transfer portal. This is the way of the world now. Like Instead, he's doing what they never did at Kentucky, which is try to recruit— Players then have them stay here for two or three years and develop them and have some familiarity. But again, if he can pull it off, great. It He's just, not. It just seems like something that's not working in ninety-five percent of power conference programs these days. But it's again, not. We'll find out. It's not. He's not going. He's just going to. He's going to fall farther behind while everyone moves past him. If that's the case, I mean, sure. If you want to coach the three-point line for five years, Denny Krim, that's fine. Don't do it. But the, See how well, well that worked out, too, for him and other other guys that just refused to abide by it. Real quickly on Kentucky, though, because you know, they, they did they went 4-0. They looked good in their, their global jam. I watched a little bit of the game yesterday. It was the first time that I'd seen any sort of extended play. And, I, I mean, this is a – can we catch one of these breaks? Like, they get Trey Mitchell because Bob Huggins can't control his alcoholism and gets fired. And he looked like – if Monad, not, did he get fired? Did he quit? Did he need? Is well, he still there? There's that too. Yeah. He, yeah. He resigned. Did I miss anything? Is he still? Is he still like holding on the? He's still George Costanza thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? What? What do you mean? I quit? No. You're crazy. But they get Trey Mitchell, who if if he wasn't their best player in the tournament, he was one of their two or three best players. Yeah. They get Antonio Reeves back, who very clearly did not want to come back and play for John Calipari until they you know they they threw everything at him at the last second. Or maybe he no one else wanted him. Really. And lights it up. Their freshman class does look as good. I mean. DJ looked looked really good. Reed Shepard apparently 
from what people were saying. I didn't see as much of him as, as I saw the other three guys. Looked like he is even better than advertised. So, like, Kentucky has a chance to be good again this year, better than we thought they were going to be. And, I mean, it just fell in their lap at the, at the 11th hour. We never get these types of breaks. We, this never happens to us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got st- you mentioned Reed Shepard. The first thing that popped in my head was one thing I didn't notice over the week was uh, uh, our boy on KRC, uh, uh, Nick, Nick Roush, trying to talk smack with Reed Shepard dunking. He was like Reed Shepard dunking on Canada, like he, like just like his dad did Louisville or something I, like that. I, I, yeah. And Nick, Nick I'm, I'm, I'm coffee. I'm, Nick Coffee just coffee crush. buried yeah. him, buried him. All the tweets of you about playing buried him with the his losing record. And here's a highlight of Alvin Sims dunking all over his dad. I just, I'm sorry. I just since you said Reed, my mind went right to that, and it distracted me for a second because I, I did not watch that. I just, uh, I mean, I. It's it's yeah. It, I just bro, we're gonna suck in basketball, dude. I'm just I'm just gonna tell you right now. I have no hope this basketball season at all. Jeez, the trip to Vegas did not leave you. I mean, me, fuck me, depressed. And Good word. <laughs> I've got a quick update. This is from uh, from U of L. We're talking about the Beyonce. So if you are going to Beyonce, they, they're asking people to share this on air and on the social channels. Uh, tonight's Renaissance World Tour show is currently scheduled to proceed as planned. Doors are going to be delayed, though. You won't be able to get into LNN Stadium until 6.30. The anticipated showtime is going to be 8 p.m. They're monitoring all weather conditions along with local officials and will update fans accordingly. Safety is UofL's top priority. All updates will be on the following social accounts. Uh, the Facebook at GoCards and Twitter at GoCards and Instagram at GoCards. Let's just put it in Yum Center. I mean... Did it still have many seats? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it, but compared to, like, I'm sure, like, our stage takes up, like, a third of the stadium. Still, I mean, you have all the people on the field. I I mean, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be probably, what, like, 55, 60,000 people? Probably, maybe, yeah. More than the M Center could accommodate, regardless. But, uh, yeah, weather's looking bad. But as of right now, delayed opening at 6.30, show set to start at 8, 8, 8 o'clock. It would suck if she couldn't go, but we'll find out. Uh, who who was hotter, nineteen eighty seven Whitney Houston or nineteen ninety two Tony Braxton? Like, like, you, like you, you get to pick, you get to pick or, you get to pick one to take home for the night. Mary oh, Turner Carr. You're going Tony Braxton on that one. She's gorgeous. Yeah. I don't know why it was one of the, this is one of the conversations that came up at some point during the last week. We 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 just had one of those, the me and some prisoners having the who, would you rather who, who would you and Lost that was that Vegas was trip. that was one of them that came up I think. Texas, I have 60,000 emails. What's the name of that app? Yeah, I kind of need that app, too. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. I gave up, dele- I gave up deleting emails. I'm still at, like, 10,000. <laughs> Texas says, uh, oh, this is an angry guy. Was he angry while I was gone? It's angry. It's another one of his, his burners. Uh, he says, Mike, it's honestly kind of funny how you think you're being cute with the Acora 4 UK-related stuff. Is this where the rivalry is? You just say stuff even though you know it isn't true because Lou was in such a low place? I'm sorry. Yeah, did, is that's, it, that's it, exactly it, where it is. What do you, that, that, but it, was it untrue to this, were, were the stats you gave false? No. Okay, then, then what's untrue about it? Congrats on your one-game winning streak. I mean, you, you, weren't, you didn't have to. You just, you, maybe you avoided skimming some statistics, but you just gave the ones you gave weren't false. They were true. 
He also says, Trevor, did you say no one wanted Reeves? Mike, did you say Reeves didn't want to play for Cal? Do you all know this? I mean, I know for a fact the second part, based on every person who covers UK that I know. Mine's the assumption that he didn't want to play there, and the fact he came back tells me that he couldn't find somewhere better to go. I think he could have gone somewhere. He was taking classes at where his old school, Illinois State. Um, well, that's not a better place. I yeah, mean. I think that he, yeah, he, he, he was holding out for more. I mean, I, I will tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt that he did not want to play for Calipari. Based on people who know Calipari and know the kid way better than I do. Okay, so I mean, and he could not find any other option, and that tells me that he was being recruited. I don't know what exactly. I think UK threw more at him than he could really turn down. Possibly, that's kind of what it sounds like. But he wasn't going pro. Texture says no. Texture says as far as the Ted Lasso finale goes. Cover your ears for thirty seconds while I read this, if you don't want to know. I feel like endings for shows you really enjoy are always a bit of a letdown. There are finales that are decent and finales that are terrible, but rarely finales that are really good. Breaking Bad may be the only one I can think of. Well, first of all, don't even get me started on that one. He's dead. Uh, you will be too if you keep reminding me. Dead. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've had so there's been some good finales. I mean, best finales that I can think of. Breaking Bad is very good. Friday Night Lights was fantastic. <sighs> I thought. Um, the wire I thought was good. I like the wire ending. Yeah, uh, I, I know I, I'm I'm one of the rare people to watch the show. I, I really liked the ending of Rescue Me. I thought the way they closed it up was good. Um, I mean, the last season wasn't very good, but the, I mean, the last episode of Seventy Show, the way they closed it out was good. I'll tell you what a great. I'm going into the, the '80s and Eric returning and stuff. This show ebbed and flowed, but but absolutely <laughs> sucked. The landing was Homeland. The, the the finale was fantastic. I mean, yeah, sometimes the the last seasons can don't have to be great, but you can. Like how much your mother just completely botched their ending. Yeah, I've heard. I, I was, never really watched. Yeah, it, it, they botched it so bad. Like they just like put like an alternate ending in just because people got mad about it. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think sometimes when you don't like the ending, maybe it's because you don't want it to end. Like I didn't mind the ending of Boardwalk Empire, and I was a little upset that it was ending as quickly as it did after five seasons. But then again, I thought like the way they wrapped it up. Texas. So this was another question that came up about you last week. Okay. Somebody asked, which one of the seven deadly sins would you be in the film Seven? Because we, we pretty much decided you, you fit. Well, first of all, the movie least, Seven is awesome, by the way. You fit at least six of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> which one don't I? Which, which, which is the one I I don't. tried to argue that you weren't wrathful, and then people were like, do you not remember Trevor's rant against players who like kept were keeping his video game away from last week? Oh, and I was God, like, I'll teach Get gonorrhea. Which sin do you think that you would you would represent the most? Uh, well, I mean, isn't the obvious one like gluttony or Excuse whatever? Excuse me, I both, both said gluttony. I mean, isn't that just kind of like the obvious choice, though? It is. I mean, it, that's it's like on the nose. Uh, I got to remember all this. Uh, Pride. See, lust I've got, gluttony, yeah. I don't really have greed, I don't think. Greed was the other one that I was kind of like, eh, I don't really I'm not very greedy. I don't think, I don't find myself to be greedy. I don't know, maybe that's... Sloth definitely. Sloth, sloth. I've gotten and gotten. Yeah, in, in envy and lust. Which are wrath? Maybe envy. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm no pride. I definitely. I gave that up and to get second base in my sophomore year of high school. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you want respect, pride. Take it all. Just let me touch a booby. Um, yeah, I guess that. I guess the only two I wouldn't have would be pride and greed. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good not to have two, right? Though I mean, I thought you had pride. A little bit. It depends. You still, you you still a lot of times. I think. I mean, don't 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 you kind of like flush pride out when you go out to go out to your car in your underwear? (laughs) 
I don't know, man. It's it's a pretty proud move. I think. <laughs> okay, well, that's true. I guess you, you don't can, seem ashamed. You could look at it that way, I guess. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it. I like the way you you took that glass and went from half empty to half full with me. What what, what about you? Touch this, Trevor. Not greedy. You ate all fifteen pounds of your mom's grapes in one sitting. First of all, what, 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 what did you say? Fifty pounds? Fifteen pounds? It wasn't fifteen. It was like three, <laughs> six. I don't remember. <laughs> How many pounds did I eat? I don't remember what it was. God, it was whatever it was. Was it was too many? Was the, it was like was, it was like three pounds? That was what we decided. The, the question was, was it too much? And I think everybody fell on the side of yeah, it was too much grapes for one night. But it's grapes. It's food. It's good for you. That's what I was told. You think? What what would be? I mean, is there one you're missing anywhere? You're, I mean, gluttony. I don't think you don't seem very gluttonous. No, although I do eat probably too much ice cream sometimes. I mean, sloth. I mean, you probably would if you were given the opportunity. You'd be more sloth like, but I'd love to be sloth. Yeah, you just, you just don't have the the, the chance. Um, uh, I've seen you with I've seen you with wrath. You don't you don't show it as much, but I've seen wrath in you. Yeah, it's wrath is rare. I, I'm I'm not really an angry person. I mean, everyone has wrath, right? To, to, I, I think everyone has some of these to a degree, well, right? Yeah, you have to. It's like I, like I've always said, everyone's a uh, hypocrite in some way or another. It's just yeah. human nature. Like everyone, I think you are. I, I think you are. It's in your DNA to be at least a little bit greedy. And I mean, these are all things that you have to fight against. That's why we're why we're different from them, the beast, right? We have the ability. <laughs> I thought it was because we had thumbs. Well, that's it. <laughs> Other people have thumbs too. Thumbs. Really? Out there. Yeah. And what beast has thumbs? I mean, gorillas. I don't think gorillas have thumbs. Gorillas have thumbs. Then they have fingers, no thumbs. Gorillas have thumbs. I'm pretty sure they don't have thumbs. <laughs> Am I dumb? <laughs> Part 50. <laughs> Both gorillas and humans have opposable thumbs, yeah. Okay. I was going to say. I was, like, I was like, I know I'm dumb. I was like, I don't think I'm that dumb. I'm, I'm pretty confident gorillas have So are they the only ones with thumbs? No, there are more, there are more primates that have thumbs. Okay. We move on. We move past the thumb. I don't even know what I was saying at this point. We're talking about about how uh, humans and gorillas both oh, have all the both stuff. have thumbs and have seven, as well as uh, gorillas do suffer from yeah, the seven deadly sins. We have the ability to recognize it and and actively work against the the dark forces that take would take us to you know if we're just and gorillas don't. Uh, I think to a certain degree, no. I mean, the movie Congo taught us anything. I'd say they're no. coming for us though. They're getting there. They're getting- they're gaining empathy. How I many movies do I have to see to tell me that's true? I mean, I just watch any like viral YouTube clips. They're they're coming. They're they're they're, they're figuring stuff out real quick, and when they do, we're gonna have a rough time. That's gonna be a rough one for us. The uprising is gonna be swift, and it's going to be vicious. You've seen the movie Seven, though, right? I have. I like Seven. Okay, I just want to make sure because I mean, it's, you never know. Sometimes I worry about you. Texas Mike, stop acting like we've never had a recruit fall in our lap. Do you not remember Brian Bowen? <laughs> Wait a minute, what, Why what, would you do that? What, what were you talking about with falling in your lap? Or were you talking about the UK stuff, getting Trey Mitchell because oh, you know, he yeah, becomes available yeah. from West Virginia, and Reeves coming back after he didn't want to be there. Are you saying that Trey Mitchell and and and, and Reeves is going to end up like uh, Bowen to them? No, I'm telling you, I, I'm saying I already called it. Trey Mitchell is going to like hit a game-winning shot to beat us. It's, it's going to be Huggins reaming us one last time, <laughs> even from the the basketball grave. <laughs> Dude, and Hoosiers in the in the, in the detox. The hospital. <laughs> the Brian Bowen thing also, the fact that it, it happened entirely while I was in Ireland. Well, we was that when you were in Ireland? Yeah, we were in Ireland for 10 days. Like the, When we first get there, when we first get to Dublin, I, I, I check my emails and stuff, and I see people going nuts about, hey, Brian Bowen, it sounds like he's available and he's down to like Louisville and DePaul. And I was like, if we lose a five-star recruit to DePaul, <laughs> I've got to stay in Ireland forever. And then he committed before you know, it happened so quickly. Yeah, he committed before I. I think I was even we even left to come back home. And I was like, I 
may need to stay. Like, I, was, I was like, I think I've got tweets out there where I'm like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like, I'm going to stay on vacation forever. Everything's going great. And then you come back and you realize it was not. <laughs> it's not so great. It's not, not, not great. It was not a good thing. Those tweets didn't hold up today. Texas Cal put those empty cans in Huggins' vehicle. <laughs> Wasn't Cal on his way to a Beyonce concert? Or was Taylor Swift? Cal is? No, not, I mean uh, Huggins. Wasn't, he, wasn't that where he was coming from? Was it Swift or Beyonce? Concert? I don't think he knew where he was going. Uh, that's true. He was coming from a Burger King is the only thing that we know. <laughs> 28 miles away. I like Burger King. Texas says Parks and Rec <laughs> and The Good Place both had great finales. I never watched either one of those. I haven't either. I do. I do. I do. I do catch a lot of like the Chris Pratt reels though from like the outtakes of that show. Oh, they're hilarious. And I don't. <laughs> there's like one where I guess the Amy Poehler character's sick, and he's like, and he's whatever her name is on the show. He's like, so and so. He's like. I've typed in all your symptoms in the computer, and it says your con- connection is, is your yeah, network I connection is too. not. <laughs> I saw that the, the the writer said that Chris Pratt did that by himself. It wasn't, did he really? it wasn't a written joke. He's like he's like it's the best joke in the history of the series, and he did it himself. That well, I was gonna say that, or when they do, the, they start naming uh, the people from the comeback stories. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know if that's actually <laughs> that's actually in the show or well, not. I think the way the way the dude, I think that so good. The old guy in front of him next to uh, Bronze Swanson just laughs. Just makes <laughs> Texas says the worst thing that happened to Ted Lasso was shrinking coming out. This season of Ted Lasso came off super corny because of that. Nah, I mean Ted you Lasso so? was corny anyway, wasn't it? But shrinking has the same type of it's the same flow to it, the same type of humor. You th- More darker side. I guess the thinking is that shrinking, if you watch both series, shrinking kind of it was like an overhaul of that level of comedy, an overdose of that level of comedy. Are they gonna Maybe. do another shrinking season? Yeah. I don't know. Do you wanna see do I, do I wanna see season two? I, I I feel like I do. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I just I don't know how I don't I love the way that the whole season one. I know there's things they can do with the whole Seagull relationship, and I mean, obviously Harrison Ford's health is still out there, but I don't know. I just feel like it was just such a perfect, like, one little season. Texas, the internet got a contact high for Trevor from walking (laughs) after a week away from vacation. (laughs) Uh, I don't see that as one of the sins on here. Do you think we should update the seven deadly sins? The guy who uh, the, the guy who's adamant about Antonio Reeves says he literally said this weekend in an interview that he didn't know if he would have a role with all the freshmen. Well, what he literally? literally, literally. Uh, then the freshmen all got with him and told him they needed a leader. <laughs> I mean, do you believe this? If you really are, are you, there's no way this guy's writing in complete sentences. There's no way he actually believes this. It had nothing to do with not wanting to play for Cal. I'll take the people who cover Kentucky every single day and talk to Cal on a daily basis. But whatever you want to believe, buddy. <laughs> Uh, let's take a break when we come back. I think I just saw Raph. <laughs> Maybe a little envy in there. Possible pride. Oh, I'm spring- definitely envious. Possible sp- pride sprinkled in a little bit. You don't think? Yeah, I mean, I- I'm envious of everything that we talk about when we have to bring up UK right now, at least in men's basketball for sure. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. More from you guys in the text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about this uh, this latest news on the – well, I guess we kind of talked about the Tyler Johnson thing already. But you basketball coaches, college basketball coaches are complaining about the new schedule. They are being – very upset about everything that's happening right now. We'll get to some of these quotes. And again, more from you guys. Keep it locked right here. 1450-961, The Big X.
Somebody's not lacking lust. Are you ready for a... Uh, That's part of Virgin new... Records did this album. Say what? This album was put out on Virgin Records. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't write these things, people. Are you ready for a new U of L football projection? At least when it comes to spreads. So we, uh, yeah, hit we, me up. We had the guy from Twenty Four Seven Sports who had Louisville favored to win all twelve games, which people have just taken and run with. Like I, that, that came out right before I left right on my vacation. Right, that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, think it was, yeah. I think it was actually the week before, like two weeks before you left for vacation. Okay, I do remember going over. Yeah, but now everyone's kind of referring to it as like, well, Louisville's favored to win every game this season. I'm like, that's it's they one must go undefeated. It's one guy's system. It's not. Uh, it's, it's not real life. Vsin, which has its own radio station, the, the big gambling site. They've come out with their own projections via their database expert, Steve Markinen. He's got Louisville favored in eight of its 12 games this upcoming season. They've got the pick games of Pick'em. They have Louisville favored by one over UK. Suck it, Cats. Yeah, suck it. It'll be more than that one by the time it comes around, but it's okay. And they have Louisville as an underdog, straight underdog, in three games. So you've got them... Favor to win eight, pushing against Pitt on the road, which I think is maybe a little bit generous right now, and then underdogs in three games. Uh, I believe it looks like it's Notre Dame. Oh, that comes to mind automatically, right? Yes. Uh, at Miami. And NC State. And then at NC State. Yeah. I assume they would be road games, with the exception of, obviously, Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That, that seems, as much as I like the – us being favored in all 12 games, this feels more reasonable to me. I can't see us. And, and Does look, it actually give the lines or just says that we're not? It gives the lines. Uh, I'm trying to get loaded right now, but you broke the internet, so I can only see my little quick write-up. But <laughs> It's loading. It'll be ready by, I think, like 5.30. P.S. P- load letter. P.S. load letter. P.S. <laughs> load letter. <laughs> the bleach does that mean? I forgot how great that movie was watching it last night again. Oh, it's fantastic. That's why it was, that's why it was my senior quote. <laughs> so many good things in that movie. Um, I can tell you Buffalo's projected spreads if you want to hear that. <laughs> Air Force? Any, any A or B school I can get you right well, now. Well, if Air Force is playing Cincinnati, I guarantee they're going to have one favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> promise you that. Uh, if I had to take a guess. Alabama's I was, a 12-point favorite at Kentucky. Are there, that's it? Yeah. Well, the other guy, the guy that has his favorite all twelve games, has him as a four point favorite over Kentucky, and that's when I was like, okay, <laughs> I want to believe this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, let, let me see if I can make an uneducated guess, and if I can get without while you're loading that, I would say with Notre Dame game, even though it's at home, I'll say it's Notre Dame by minus four on us, maybe. I'm gonna say it's, it'll be less than a touchdown. Yeah, I was thinking three or four. And again, um, this is not me predicting what it's going to be when we actually No, this get is me game. predicting what this guy's predicting. Exactly. Uh, NC State, I would say NC State's probably, I would uh, honestly, I would say all of our underdog games are probably under a touchdown. Yeah. I would say NC State's probably at the, as, maybe as, as well, maybe four. Uh, and I can see Miami maybe with they have a little bit of hype coming into the season, do they not? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, not really. But it's it's still Miami. It's do they still Miami. have the 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 Van Slyke Van Dyke kid coming back? I mean, yes. the quarterback he's back again, isn't he? Uh, I'd say Miami maybe the highest at six, but nobody over a touchdown. This nothing will load here, so yeah, we're ne- we're never going to find out. Dude, I just told you. <laughs> That's the way it is. Watch out there, Lenny. <laughs> How did you break everything when you came back? Watch out, Swanee. She seems serious. It works so much better. Everything just works so much better when you were gone. 
I don't think that's true because apparently uh, Scoots lost your entire show file. No, he didn't. Yeah, he oh, did. yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he left for like a day. Uh, he left for like two hours. And then, bam, the entire... Uh, somebody's sabotaging the show. Okay, say. first of all, the only way that would happen is somebody like, physically deleted the file. Which had to have been you logging in. Remotely. And it wasn't me logging in because I didn't log in. I, I, I purposely like avoided even doing any work this week. Or last week. I don't think that's true at all. Which is, I mean... Somebody's probably at their house going, well, how's that any different than any uh, other week? It's, it's the obvious joke. Uh, I've got it. Do you know who deleted our file? No, I've got well, I've got, I've got our spreads according to Visa. Georgia Tech week one. Louisville minus two. Ten. I want to give Georgia Tech so much credit. Murray State. That's, I, I, that does worry me. That seems like a lot of points to give on the road, even to, to a Georgia Tech team that struggled last year. But My guess is the actual spread is going to be like Louisville 7.5-8 when we get there, when we get to the game. Get to yeah, kickoff. that just seems like a lot of points. They Murray played State. well down the end. Murray State, Louisville's 29 points. 49.5. Yeah, something, I mean, I was being overly under generous. Against Indiana in Indianapolis. Uh, Louisville minus 7. 10. Again, 10, okay. Boston College Louis- at home. Louisville, uh, you know what? Minus eight. Fifteen. I'm starting. I'm six. I'm starting to get closer to where they're at. Maybe they love Jeff Brown more than you do. I apparently so. A lot more. All right, at NC. State. I don't like all these high spreads. I wanted to take advantage of this this year, like I did when he was first year at Purdue. I don't like all this. NC State. I already said NC State minus four. One and a half. Okay. Once again, you're overly harsh. Yeah, I'm, at this point, then I'm going to say Notre Dame's minus two. Notre Dame. Is that your official guess? Yeah. yeah. Five and a half. They're overzealous for Brahm until the Catholics come roaming in. <laughs> <laughs> at Pitt, we mentioned as a push. Uh, yeah, you said that. Duke. Duke at home. Uh, Louisville minus 14. Six. Well, Duke is like you know, Duke is. Uh, How did I come back with any money? Duke is like a top. He's like a top five, top six team in the ACC according to the, the prognostications. Virginia Tech at home. <laughs> this is the worst like Price is Right guessing. You're game doing ever. awful. You're not gonna, I'm so you're not bad. Not going to get any better either. I have not come close. At least I haven't gone over really, have I? No, I did went over once. Uh, Virginia Tech, uh, no Louisville's favorite. I'm gonna say minus. Five and a half. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got three more. Virginia at home in the glow game. Don't underestimate the glow game. The power of the glow game. Uh, <laughs> Louisville. Um, screw it. Minus 16. Fourteen and a half. All right. God knows that's the closest I've come. At Miami. Uh, Miami's favorite, so I'm going to say... Miami minus three and a half. One and a half. And in the last game, I already told us, but I don't know if you were listening. Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky Louisville's minus like four, right? One. One. Jesus. <laughs> I'm listening and I'm the, not. The, the, the analytical skills and the I, listening skills combining there for the last one. I, I just went over 12. It was bad. <laughs> I didn't come close in any of them. <laughs> I bet you can do. Uh, I'm going to give you a random Kentucky game and see if you can do. Vandy. Even Murray State, I was like, that's a 29. It was 49. Kentucky at Vandy. What do you think that is? <laughs> uh, Kentucky at Vandy. Yes. Kentucky minus six. Eleven and a half. Damn it! I hate this game. <laughs> Kentucky at home against Tennessee. 
Tennessee minus 14. Tennessee minus one. <laughs> All right, last one. <laughs> but Tennessee's going to be good. Last one. Kentucky don't at, they have Hooker back? <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be better. Kentucky at Georgia. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, years ago, I, I picked <laughs> Kentucky to beat Georgia with TJ on the show. This is before he actually joined our station. And I was like, hey, Kentucky sometimes beats them. And then Georgia won by like 50 that year. I don't think they've won since. I know uh, they haven't once. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what year that was. I know they <laughs> it's haven't. Like, once it's then. like six years ago. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia minus 22. 20 and a half. Very oh, good. God. Very good. You do better better with UK than you do with UFL. <laughs> I'm just picking large spreads for the other team. Uh, quick uh, basketball recruiting update. No, what about the Air Force? <laughs> one of these Buffalo and Air Force. Do you want a lines. random Air Force game, real quick? Give me a one random Air right, Force Air, game. One Air Force game, then we're moving on. Let's see if I can get this one right. Air Force at Navy on October 21st. Oh, well, Na- Navy's favorite. Na- Navy minus 11. Air Force is a two point favorite. Bastards. <laughs> two what? point road favorite. Navy got bad. Out of Navy front. bad? Yeah, they, they they fired that coach. He's been there forever. He's gone. The the, the one that ran when the wishbone or whatever or yeah, the they, option? They they all run the wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. You know those you know those military services. They all look alike. <laughs> the guy Ken, whatever uh, the, he has the the lengthy last name. I think he's Hawaiian. Uh, he's been there forever, but he got fired after they lost to Navy last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. He he's, not, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, that sucks. He's gone. Um, they can walk the plank. Trevor, <laughs> it's Navy, you know, the Pirates. They hired uh, Brian Newberry. It's their new head coach. Oh yeah, Brian Newberry, the former former coach at uh, one place. Yeah, you got it. That guy. <laughs> he's back, and he's underdog at home against Air Force. All right. Uh, okay, basketball recruiting. Two notes here. Boogie, Boogie Fland, who's the number one point guard in the country in the class of uh, 2024, narrowed his list to eight schools. He does not include Louisville. I don't think Louisville ever offered him a scholarship because they recruited him last fall. I guess they found out early on that there was not mutual interest there, uh, and they backed off. They're not on his recruiting page or anything, but if you were hoping that Boogie Fland was going to wind up being a Cardinal, he will not be a Cardinal. But Jalen Shelley, four-star, class of 2024, small forward. 6'8", as you may have guessed. <laughs> he has included Louisville in his final eight. The final eight looks like this. Arkansas, Louisville, Marquette, LSU, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Colorado, and Houston. That's his final eight. He's a Branson, Missouri native, plays for Link Academy. So we know he's a showman. We know he's a showman. He's the number 65 overall player in the class, according to the 24-7 sports ratings. And the number 45 player in the class, according to the composite rankings. Again, 6'8", 175, small forward, right up Kenny Payne's alley. Here's hoping we can land him. But we do have a, a final eight inclusion for Louisville on the 2024 prospect. Uh, two things. One, do you know that Branson is known as the Vegas of the Midwest? I do not. <laughs> Second, um, I don't know if this kid's any good, but whatever coach is coaching Louisville, by the time he gets so eligible, is, uh, I can't wait to see if he plays for him. Oh, boy. You're, you're just bringing back the negativity from Vegas. You mentioned off-air, too, that the Sphere is coming to, like, three new places. Yeah, it's a, they're opening one in East London. You it's a London I, Sphere. Apparently. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds cool. I like the way that. A London lot. Sphere? Yeah. Is this, this coming, crashing down or something? I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's owned by the Nolan, uh, Nolan family, who... 
can put money into building a spear, but can't make the Knicks any good. Um, but the, they're opening one in East London, and they're planning on opening others throughout the United States. What's it going to take to get a big X spear? Oh, there's no chance. I mean, like I told you to break. We had to scratch and crawl to get, <laughs> get Topgolf at Louisville. Well, now that's there's Louisville. no chance we're getting a spear. I'm saying big X. The new Albany spear? I want yeah, – we we, there's like a field behind this, this studio. Can you there, imagine? By the way, dudes, I think we need to cut the grass here. Grass is insane. You look, I, think, I remember the cats me out. I was like, where's it at? I'm pretty sure I stepped on a snake. <laughs> yeah, so, I would walk to that yard if I were you. Can you imagine this this road, Magnolia? You yeah. drive up it. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on on both sides of the road here. But at the very end, it's like driving towards <laughs> Augusta. you got the big X right there and then gigantic billion-dollar sphere right behind it lighting up with your face. I don't know. All sorts of different options. <laughs> We can make this happen. We can get the the clock, the Colgate clock. We'll put it right next to it. The, the train that goes around it from the, the, the train zoo. from the zoo. We'll make that happen. The toy tiger sign from Gary. He's gonna get that from his brother. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think there's one other thing, but we. It, well, we have we had the Colgate, the the, the train, the toy tiger. That's all we need. And there was a fourth thing, wasn't there? And there was, but now it's the sphere. Oh, okay, yeah. It's like Ted Lasso. It's, that's number four. Well, I, I can tell you right now, if we do if we do turn it into the studio into a sphere, DoorDash better not complain that they didn't know which. No, 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 no. The, the the studio remains independent of the sphere. The sphere oh, the studio's is, go behind the us. The sphere's behind us. It's it's it's, it's okay. just adding more attention to the studio. I mean, that can't help our internet feed. Well, it can't get any worse. <laughs> I mean, I'm catching my phone here every day, pretty much anyway. So. Uh, I'd be, Do you think Frank and, and company would sign off on it? I mean, I think it would be cool. Frank, Frank's going to be running it when it flips the switch. Head of the sphere. <laughs> Head of the sphere. Uh, we could have like all our faces on there. Yours, mine, TJ, Nick, yeah. Scoots, Dugan, Patrick. Patrick yeah. yeah, everybody everybody have on there. Dugan's doing well enough. He could buy a sphere. We could, I mean, I would live in a sphere. Get that, get that uh, WBNA money. Flowing. You imagine just coming over the bridge and seeing that giant spear. You can see it all the way from Silver City, City Lamb. I'll talk to Master P. He'll help us <laughs> Yeah, you're the one that knows people over here. You're the one hanging, hobnobbing with celebrities on the red carpet. Your wife's got like backstage passes to Taylor Swift and Beyonce concerts. She does not have backstage you're do, passes. You're doing either. shows with Master P and, and Jack Harlow. I mean, you're the guy with connections over here. By the way, I guess you can add uh, envy to my my seven my less my my seven. No, we knew you had You weren't even denying that one. Yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> we can get a sphere here. Get your sphere by by twenty twenty four. You might get it with, with nail polish. Did you see? So I <laughs> what was what chances Louisville would get us. I mean, seriously, like you do you think Louisville would have any chance? Like, how many cities would get a sphere before Louisville? Where I mean, at least seventy five. <laughs> Where would you even put the sphere in Louisville? Where's the worst place the sphere could go? <laughs> Anywhere downtown. <laughs> um, old Cardinal Stadium. Like I mentioned, putting the sphere like right in the middle of Middletown. It's like, why the hell is it? It's just it's right there next to <laughs> Eastern High School, <laughs> next to Mall St. Matthews. <laughs> you take a left at the sphere. Like, the top cop people be like, "All right, never mind. We're sorry." We thought we thought this was going to be a pain in our ass. Oh man, just put the sphere right in Butchertown. It just light up the entire city. I can't wait. It's going to happen. I feel good about it. You turn the spear on. It's just people's lights just be. It look like the Kenny Rogers and Seinfeld. Give me your quick take on this because this happened while you were gone, and I was curious to how you would feel about it. AEW is banning chair shots. I saw. I saw they they did put out a list of uh, 
of other stuff too, like the, the what movie calls the buckle bomb. Now you're not really an um, old man about wrestling. I, I think it's the one area where you don't. I don't. I don't really get yeah. the old man sense for you. You don't. You don't hate this. No, I don't. I, I'm. I'm honestly amazed it took him this long to because head chair shots have been banned from pretty much. Well, I mean WWE for a long time now. They they're also a little more sensitive with what they do ban like pile drivers and things like that. But um, the only real move other than the chair, the buckle bomb, which is. When you take somebody and you just power bomb into a buckle, and it's just the whiplash can be. I mean, it's what kind of ended what thought they ended Sting's career oh, uh, a few years ago because the neck injury start got from it. But um, that's the only thing. I'm not surprised. You don't. You really don't need to be hitting dudes in the head with metal chairs. I mean, it's just just stick to the back and the gut, and, and you can do the 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 one the 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 chair sympathy thing they do where they just looks like you're crushing their head between another chair but you it's not actually making contact you can do that do that but you don't need to do blatant bl- yeah, chair shots ahead it's not really i think they also uh, on that list was like interacting with fans which was all mjf stuff because a few shows ago he had a he took a a cup out of like a woman's hand and like threw it through like threw it in her son's face and it turned out it was like full vodka Oh God! Yeah, he got, got his eyes, and he's like like ten year old kid. MJF don't care, uh, and he had to they had to like circle the wagons and fix that problem. But so I think that that's like the only little things that were banned. Which I think they said that that, that blading or bleeding, uh, showing blood has to be approved now at least, and can't just be put what out do you mean there. Like they have to go to like Tony Khan or the booking and be like, hey, we're thinking about you know showing color in this next match. You know, whether it be blading or maybe do something that would cause blood, is that okay? And he has to okay it. Which you will see a lot probably on Wednesday when they do blood and guts. It's going to be a huge Wednesday night show. Now, what if I – mean, I'm assuming people bleed sometimes when Oh, John Moxley bleeds every game. But I'm assuming match. sometimes people bleed when it's not, like, planned. No, no, right? sometimes it's accident, yeah. It's not always – I'd say the, odd, the, the, the odds of it being an accident are maybe 5%, though. More often than not, there, there is a reason for it, whether they – Used a blade, or they they purposely you know took a you know had you elbow them right in the head or something just so you could cut it open. We have a new uh, Louisville basketball mini highlight video here. Orange Cassidy had a match on Saturday against uh, Lance Sarcher too. By the way, How do you, I assuming he won. He won by countout, amazingly. Oh, kind of kind of surprised, yeah. I don't know how I feel about. He's that. won twenty eight straight matches now. This new. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. This, this new UVL men's basketball, they put a, a, a little video out here. Okay. It features little Karan Davis. Okay. Rack Are we sure it's who it is? Oh, yeah. All right. We've got Trenton Flowers going to the basket for a jam. Brent Hunley Hatfield, baseline spin move for a layup. Shot by little little uh, little Curse Williams from the corner. Now, is this on is this, did they release this on a Twitter account? Yeah, it's the UVL men's basketball official Twitter account. Okay. I, I like this. I'm feeling good about it. Is that a Zan Payne put back layup? I'm afraid to look this up. Aiden McCool's playing in the game. That's good. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he? This has been your U of L basketball summer update. That's all you're going to get. That's all we got today. Boom. That a core force too busy just dominating Kentucky. Can't even be a part of the video. I mean, this doesn't get you pumped up. I'm ready to go. I'm excited about it. How do you? Uh, so who's who's the one that makes the move at the beginning that, that shakes the? Okay, I see the the. the Spin move. It's moving way too quick. Well, that's that's how these videos go. We also found out real quick. Your take. You missed this on, on uh, Thursday. We're talking about the non-conference schedule taking shape. Opening night, opening Monday. I think it's November sixth this year. Louisville is going to play UMBC. 
Is McGee gonna be there? Who? Andre? Yeah. That's UMKC. Oh, my UMBC bad. is the sixteen-one. Oh yeah, Virginia you're right. Stars. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. My bad. I got my the U- Retrievers. Yeah, my UMs mixed up. I'm sorry. My UMCs mixed up. Um, who's does, who do we who loses that team basketball? We're not losing to UMBC. UMBC last year was eighteen and fourteen, fourth place in the America East. Not a great conference. Um, you're not making me change my mind. Two fifty-two. Two fifty-two on Ken Palm. Is that higher than us? I think that was lower than us slightly. I thought we Harper was behind us. <laughs> I don't even know if it was. I know it was bad. <laughs> I don't think that's – I mean, we were – I thought we were in the 300s. No, we, we were not in the 300s. We were 290, so they were ahead of us on Ken Fox. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, what point now have you – you've given me nothing to convince me to make me think we're going to win that opener. They were 252. So, they had a winning record. Yes. They had a better Ken Palm than us. Yes. They average probably more po- offense than us. There's nobody on our schedule who had a worse Ken Palm than us this year, I think. <laughs> What's because St. Francis dropped their program? Where was Pepperdine? <laughs> Pepperdine was 188 with a 9-22 and record. <laughs> We're not losing to UMBC. I'm good about it. If we do, then it's over. If we lose to UMBC, I'm calling. I don't care. I'm not falling for any of the, it's early, UMBC. You know, they beat Virginia in 2018. If we lose Ooh. to UMBC first game, it's done. It's over. If you, if we lose the UMBC in the home opener, you I, ha, you have to watch at least four movies on the Mike movie list within a month. Why would I know? Why why? This not even a bet. <laughs> Actually, it'd be better. You why would I just subject myself to? I'd already be in hell if we're losing to UMBC. <laughs> my life's already over in, in November. I, the rest of my winter is shot. Why am I going to spend time watching crappy movies? Because it'd be better watching crappy basketball. I guess that's true. <laughs> Let's take a break. Five o'clock hours on the way next. I want to touch on this Tennessee news. The NCAA punishments. Was Louisville just a victim of poor timing? All that good stuff. Plus more from you guys on the text line at 502-414-1450. Trevor Kelsey's back. You can tell by the interruptions. It's fine. It's 1450. It's 96.1. It's the Mike Rutherford Show with TK and friends here on the Big X. All right, 5 o'clock hour. Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450-961, the Big X. Trevor Kelsey is back. We've got Beyonce at Ellen Stadium tonight. A quick update there as far as the weather is concerned. They're uh, good to go as of right now. Still planning on going ahead with the concert, although the weather looks nasty, but they're not going to let people into Cardinal Stadium until 6.30. Concert scheduled to begin at 8 o'clock, but keep updated uh, on all the the happenings via at go cards on their various social media channels. If, if this get canceled, I mean, it'd probably be like you'd be lucky to get get her get her back here within like a couple of years, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I mean she she didn't go on tour in like five or six years, I think. I think the it's only time lot. I've ever had a concert canceled, I was I had tickets to see Aerosmith. Uh, I bought them for my mom for her birthday. She loves Aerosmith, and uh, that's probably why I've seen them like five times too. But 
uh, I, it was like a couple months or something before he was supposed to be here. Like Steam Tyler like, broke his leg or something. He had some kind of surgery. Had to have some kind of surgery. Yeah. And I, I swear, I think it was like four years later when this, they finally came back. It was right after they released like another album, and then he's played nothing from the new album, which sucked. He's it's like, it's wonder Janie's got a gun. Damn it. I want to hear this new crap. I want to do the animal cracker scene. <laughs> Play permanent vacation, you bastards. <laughs> I remember because we were going to go to the the free uh, my morning jacket concert. That's a free concert. The waterfront. Too. Yeah. <laughs> because they hadn't played like Louisville in like years and years. Yeah. And then I think at least one of them, maybe multiple of them, got COVID, and so they canceled. They ended up doing a Halloween show, and you know, I couldn't make the Halloween show, which which sucked. But I, I hated missing that. The only other time there's been a concert canceled, I think I told the story actually last week. We were going to go to, we were going to Denver for a bachelor party, and we were going to see the Rolling Stones at Red Rocks. And That's a pretty the, cool thing. I, yeah, I, I'd mentioned on the radio, and a guy who listened to the the show like is one of the guys who runs Red Rocks, and he was saying like, uh, you know, come it beforehand. I'll give you guys a big tour, all this stuff. And the concert unfortunately got canceled, and we didn't make it there. That that sucked. But uh, besides that, I've had pretty good luck with concerts. Hopefully, everyone who has Beyonce tickets tonight has good luck as well. I mean, I guess because you don't even want the. I mean, the refunds one. Getting refunds is fine, but I mean, you're willing to probably pay the amount of money you're paying to go see. You want to see that concert, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have to like get a refund. You'd rather not. You'd rather see the concert. That's right. You're right. It's probably gonna be. It's gotta be. It could be years if 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 ever she ever come back. I mean, this way again. Um, Lindsay Lohan had her baby, Trevor. Dude, I didn't. I knew she. She was already that far along in her pregnancy. She's got a baby, yeah. Boy or girl? Um, I think a boy. Okay. Not sure. Did we? Did, did she know the the daddy was? Yeah, she's married. Is she married? Oh yeah. She she's, settled down. Well, I, I mean, that quickly. I feel like just yesterday she was in rehab. Like the thirtieth time. That's because you were off the grid from like two thousand nine to two thousand sixteen. <laughs> so things happened pretty fast while you were away. <laughs> She 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 went down fast and came back up pretty quick. I guess. Well, I'm not I'm not touching that one. <laughs> That's a lot of people at the rehab said about her. <laughs> We've got uh, Jim Weber. These uh, this isn't the official one. I, I think there is no official one, but it's the time of the year where all these all name team lists start coming out for for college football because college football does have an exceptional group of names as a. Unless you're talking about like old timey baseball, I think college baseball has or college football has the best names in all of sports. So you've got via Jim Weber. Okay. This is his college football 2023 all name team, and there uh, is a Louisville Cardinal on it, as you may guess. All name teams are always fun. Who else could it be but Storm Duck? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean great name. The quarterback of the all name team, General Booty, from Oklahoma. General Booty. Uh, he's in Oklahoma too. That's even better. The running back now, formerly at Kentucky, I didn't realize he he went to Colorado. Cavassier Smoke. That's utterly fitting, by the way. He goes to call Smoke goes to Colorado. No, no, I didn't, didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, I forgot he had eligibility left, yeah. A couple other highlights. Uh, DeColdis Crawford, wide receiver at Louisiana Tech. I <laughs> he think was he, starting at Kentucky when I was still doing KRC. <laughs> I think DeColdis Crawford started at Nebraska because he, he, he made headlines for getting an NIL deal with like a uh, air conditioning company. Darealis Clark plays at Defiance College. Rowdy Beers. Is a tight end at Florida International, which is appropriate. Big party school in Miami. Rowdy, Christian name or just nickname? Christian name. I don't know, Trevor. I'm just saying. I mean, if you're, you're, you've got kids. You have a kid. Your last name just happens to be Beers. You're really gonna name your kid Rowdy? Rowdy. <laughs> I knew a Rowdy growing up. I know it was a nickname. I'm assuming his name is a nickname. The only Rowdy I know is Rowdy Tella as the first baseman for the Brewers because he used to play for the Blue Jays. What about Rowdy Rowdy Piper? 
that wasn't his real name, and it was that was that was. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. That, that was Roddy Roddy, not Rowdy. Oh, what? I always thought it was Rowdy Roddy. Roddy Roddy Piper. Well, that's not as fun. There was no W in there. Was Roddy of all the, of all the people to point out adding letters where letters don't be added to words? I'm I'm actually playing that role now. I always thought it was Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Why does it say Rowdy Roddy Piper in his Wikipedia? It was Roddy, Roddy Roddy Piper, or is that is that the guy from Price is Right? He's no, he's it's Rowdy. <laughs> is it Rowdy Roddy? He's, yes, his Wikipedia, better known as Rowdy Roddy Piper. Really, you're gonna trust Wikipedia now? Yes, his official bio <laughs> says it was Rowdy, but that's not his Christian name. Well, no, it's a nickname. It's like Macho Man. I don't think Macho Man was his real name. No, it was it was Poffo. Rowdy Roddy Piper. I, thank you. I'm not crazy. Randy was his real How name, though. I know this. You, you're I was just thinking it was Roddy. I you guess I know this. Brain fart, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to find out what Rowdy Beers' Christian name is, but it doesn't <laughs> The prep work on the FIU, the background work is not great on the FIU. But I mean, it's like Storm Duck is his real name. No, it's not. I thought Storm was his Christian name. No, we looked into it. It's not. I didn't look into it. You must have looked into we it. We did. Of course I did. How do you do that without me? That's like perfectly up my alley. Well, you were on the air. We did it on the air. Are you sure I was here that day? I'm pretty confident. Uh, who else is Look on Look, is his real name. Is it? I'm almost positive. Tiger Shanks is an offensive lineman from UNLV. Okay, come on now. That Tiger's making stuff up. There's also a Rocky Beers who plays at Air Force. He's a tight end. Another tight end. Both tight ends, Rowdy and Rocky Beers. Are they brothers? They've got, and that might They've be real be names. Brothers. Gotta be brothers. Are you saying yes? No! <laughs> Parker, and reminder, this is his name, Titsworth from Ohio is an offensive lineman. That's just his last name. It's not even fair. I feel like there was another Beers that played professional sports somewhere. Probably. Uh, there's a Kentucky player on this list. Defensive lineman Octavius Oxendine. Yeah. Not great. No, no. Fish McWilliams is a great name from UAB. His defensive line. Does he play for Arizona? UAB. <laughs> Fish McWilliams. Just a great name. Pig Cage is a defensive back from UT San Antonio. Oh, Pig's got to be nickname. Dude Person, defensive back at Central Arkansas. There's a last name with the per- with Person. I've never heard that last name. Chuck Person. Oh damn! You're right. Good call. Uh, Kool Aid McKinnistry. Call. I had a brain fart on the rifleman. Oh, and, then, and then little Uzi, his brother, Wesley. Yeah. Kool-Aid McKinstry. I'm assuming Kool-Aid's not his Christian name, but it's a great name. <laughs> you don't know that. Maybe his Could be. Could be. I wonder how many of those really are their, like, their, their birth names. How about a little Meatball Smith, <laughs> defensive <laughs> lineman from Sam Houston? <laughs> Demon Clowney. <laughs> now, that, that, that makes, that's got, I wonder if that's relation to Javon Clowney. He plays at Charlotte. Maybe not. Wasn't it I feel like there, I feel like Clowney had a brother or something that played though in college football. Hot Rid Fitton, not Hot Rod. Hot Rid Fitton is a linebacker at South Carolina. I mean, what point are we? Is college football becoming the XFL? Stone Handy, not a wide receiver, thankfully. <laughs> He's a linebacker for also Charlotte. Charlotte's got some great names. They do. And then I want to see what the Buck Coors is a defensive back at Wyoming. His first name is Butt. Buck B U C K. Oh. My and the, the special teams unit, the kicker is Colton Boomer from UCF. The punter is Maximilian Von Marburg from Syracuse. That's just like a like a bad 80s cartoon villain. So, yeah, it sounds like he's like a duck, dark-winged duck. I guess now that um, Dicker the kicker is gone, they need a new kicker name in there. Syracuse always has great punters, so I'm assuming that guy's actually pretty good. It's all Have they had good punters in the past? Oh, yeah. Big-time punter school. Big-time punter school. <laughs> 
Is, do you bra- would you brag about being a punter school? No, no. No, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's one thing to brag about being a kicker school. Let's talk about the thing that Tennessee fans have been in my mentions about for the last, God, four days. Every time I log on, it's just Tennessee fans who are like, cry more, cry more, you bitch. Like, it's just, what, it's, football fans? Yes. What are they upset about? So they got off scot-free with this whole scandal with Jeremy Pruitt, paying players, cheating constantly. You mean, not, mean the McDonald's bags full of money? Exactly. Okay. They got – you may have missed this on Friday. They got – they, they got hit with 18 level one violations. Again, not alleged violations. This is what the NCAA found. They committed 18 level one violations. Hundreds of acts of rule breaking occurred according to the hundreds. NCAA's official release. Hundreds. You know it's bad when the, the tweet hundreds. says hundreds. And for this, they were really punished not at all. Now, they did get a, a good financial penalty. $8 million was what they got hit with. But no, no one cares about. Yeah. They, they, they took away the 11 wins or whatever that Jeremy Pruitt won while he was no there. Nobody cares, cares about their, their three and nine and their six and six season or whatever it nah, was. No, um, no postseason bans, nothing like that. They got hit with, I think, 12 scholarships, 12 extra scholarships are being taken away over the course of the next five years. And that's not 12 per season, it's 12 total. Which so is you, nothing. So you're essentially, you, you, you get 82 scholarship players as opposed to 85 for the next like five years. That's it. And. So I, I put it out there, and I was not trying to be like, I think Cincinnati deserved to get I'm fine with the penalty. I'm, I'm fine. The NCAA has taken a new stance on penalizing. They're going the IARP route where it's you know, no more. We're trying to avoid the postseason ban. We're trying to avoid the stiff penalties. We're going to try to up the monetary penalties and the coaches in gen- who committed the violations. And to be fair, Jeremy Pruitt did get hit with a six-year show cause. They did the thing where it's like the guy was so bad that nobody's going to hire him anyway, but we're going to kill him with the show cause. Like, 10 years on Kevin Ollie, and you know nobody really cared at the time. Hey, was anybody even hiring Jeremy Pruitt? No. I mean, maybe he's like a coordinator, but not, not like a big-time school. Yeah, maybe it's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's something, not even a coordinator. It's probably like a just a made-up role just to give him a job in an office and probably 50 grand a year. So I made the tweet on, on Friday just, just saying, you know, nothing really significant for Tennessee, who committed 18 level one violations, and as a comparison – Louisville, which ha- became the first school to have a major national title taken away, committed four level one violations, and really only three of those pertain to the case involved. The fourth one was a like a, a, a support coach just didn't want to give his phone up. I mean, that was a level one violation. It was the kid who was, and I can't remember his name, Brandon something, who was here for one year and apparently had nothing to do with the actual investigation, but it was a level one violation. Brandon Jennings? No. So basically they had we had, we had three level one violations. Tennessee has 18 they get nothing really taken away from Hundreds them. of different violations. Hundreds of different violations is, is what the NCA said. So. And my point was, it, it was not like, oh, they need to, to crush Tennessee. I wish they'd crush Tennessee. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. I'm fine with Tennessee being bowl eligible. I'm fine with them you know, not really getting destroyed for this. I think it's silly when teams do get postseason bans or, or try to have titles taken away or, or what have you. I think it's a dumb punishment. My point was, Again, Louisville just got screwed in all this. The timing was terrible. If this had happened, the same salacious details, the same morally gross stuff that took place, but the nuts and bolts of the case were the same. Ten years later. One, I don't think we work with the NCAA the way that we did then. Now, Tennessee did get credit for working with the NCAA, which drives me crazy. All the Tennessee fans I mentioned to are like, that's the difference between working with the NCAA and not working <laughs> with the I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about because, my God, if, we'd worked, if we hadn't worked with the NCAA – this would have worked out a lot better. But if we had just, if the same thing had happened 10 years down the line, and we're the reigning national champions, the banner doesn't come down. We 
probably still self-impose. I don't know. If they, I the can't say about the band. Come down. The problem is, is like, like you've said before, the, the big difference between our story and Tennessee's, even though they committed like three billion times worse than us crimes than we did, was that the NCS said, "Ooh, gross." Yeah, we we theirs just doesn't grab headlines like ours or what like happening at Northwestern does. Like those are what people that those are the stories that get the clicks. So I mean that's so the NCAA is gonna yeah you're right punish us more. I mean in, in terms we basically get screwed worse than the women we were accused of bringing to Minardi Hall. And the thing that drives me crazy, and this is a point that I made on Friday, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, is with Tennessee you can at least say what they were doing gave them or should have given them a noticeable competitive advantage, right? Buying players yeah. is that, that gives you an advantage. What we did, and again, the book does not make any sort of allegation that anybody, everybody in the book either was already on the team or did not come here. The, the, the recruits that are mentioned as far as, you know, the women were, were, were going to be paid to do this for the recruit or whatever. Well, the only exception was Blakeney, right? And he didn't end up coming here. Yeah, but it wasn't even him. It was his dad, wasn't it? It was Blakeney's dad. Yeah. yeah. I think his stepdad did some gross stuff. And, and Jaquan Lyle was the other player in there. And I think a couple more. Like, they mentioned. The history of that kid. They mentioned Terry Rozier, who's already signed at the, at the point in time. Yeah. When he's, on the, when he's featured in the book. They mentioned Montres Harrell, who's already on the team. Yeah. And then everybody else was, was an active member for multiple years. Again, I'm not trying to defend any of this stuff and saying it's not gross. or not saying that Louisville didn't deserve punishment. I'm saying that. With all this stuff happening, if it hadn't happened, the seasons that took place would have had zero effect, right? Like, we don't lose any players because of this. We don't gain any players because of this. I don't think that Shane Bahannon played great in that national championship game because he was thinking of his memory with Katina Powell's daughter or whatever it was. Like, I mean, he looked pretty angry. Well, yeah, I mean, none of, <laughs> none of this had any effect. We gained no competitive advantage from our cheating. And that's what drives me crazy. We lost a, an earned title. Because of violations, and again, we deserve to be punished, but we lost a banner because of violations that gave us zero on-court competitive advantage. And when I see other punishments that aren't taking away things or aren't taking away future opportunities that were very clearly violations that did give those programs a competitive advantage, that's what kind of makes me a little bit mad and also makes me envious, for sure, bring back the sins. How many sins are you going to hit on this one? That we did not commit our stuff at an age where the NCAA was look, turning the other cheek a little bit and letting big-time programs off scot-free, seemingly, with just financial penalties. We can take the financial hit. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we always have money in banana stand. Everybody does. And there also is a story out today talking about how Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer argued in, in court. One of their big defenses was you know, he's being accused of doing all this heinous stuff at, at Tennessee He's, he's he was paying players out of his own pocket. His bank statements. He's like, you should have seen what he did at Alabama when he was an assistant there. And they they have bank statements to back it up. Like he was walking around with all this cash to give to recruits, and we've got the bank statement. Every I mean, it's just the, the latest example of everybody knows this was going on. Everybody knows this was going on, and nobody wants to punish it. Are we going to be the last school to get a postseason ban? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be someone eventually will do something to the point where they have to get. I mean, how long before it happens again? For non-APR reasons? Yeah. Probably a while. I mean, it's... They're trying to get away from it. I like the, I like the fact that they're getting away from it. It's just and I get it because the whole argument is you're punishing kids that weren't involved in it and, 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 and stuff. I mean, if anything, just if you're not going to take away postseason, which I agree with a little bit to the whole, you know, these kids weren't here, they shouldn't be punished argument, then you just need to take them behind the woodshed and scholarships. 
And I mean, I mean, seriously, behind the woodshed. Financial and scholarships. Yeah, right? I mean, to the point where, like, way. okay, we have 52 scholarships. Nope, make sure you get 20. I mean, you, I mean sir, I, I want necessary roughness walk-ons out there. And pronouncing the coaches. I, I do think that I me. Mean, oh, and the coaches. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You are clearly a coach who's been cheating. You deserve to be out of the game for a lengthy period of time. You should have your career pretty much wrecked. But, I mean, these, these mentions that I'm getting are from Tennessee fans. It's been, and it's been constant for three days. This was only $60,000. You can't even get a prospect on campus for that. I'm like, oh. Again, the financial values did not matter for us because we tried to make that argument. And First they were, of all, what do you mean you can't get a prospect on campus for sixty grand? Yeah, because sixty thousand is a lot of money. Yeah, Michael, buddy, are you really this dense? Then give me sixty grand, dude. Did Louisville self-report and fire all those involved? Yeah. yeah. Well, not initially. Well, in the end, we fired the people who did it. Tennessee didn't self-report; they just admitted guilt. So there's a little bit of a difference. You do know that, right? They got caught. Yeah, just just admitting that you after you've been caught admitting guilt does not mean does is not like like it, it coming forward and admitting it, just accepting it. And then I I love the ones who like aren't trying to argue the facts who are just like, we didn't get punished because according to this guy we're a brand that actually matters, like to you and to a caveman stuck in 1999. But to everybody else, you had a nice little bump after the Alabama win last year. You've done nothing since then. No national titles. You mean that one Alabama win over the last 15 years? Yeah, no college football playoff appearances. No. No Final Fours ever. No. Well, now... Women's basketball's falling off a cliff. You're, you're most known in baseball for being the team that everybody in the country hated that fell short of the College World you Series. You get choked majorly, by the way. It was going to be the greatest team ever and couldn't get past like the first round. That's what your brand is right now. Yeah. We can unite with UK fans on this because you can, Tennessee fans are ungodly annoying. I thought their brand was the, the dog. Smokey. Smokey, yeah. Their brand to me is a and Peyton Manning, and I'll pay them a compliment. Like they are an insanely loyal college football fan base. Like they are. They get. I I know a couple of Tennessee fans, and they are insanely dedicated and excited yeah. about Tennessee football every year. And Nayland Stadium is sold out every game, and they have had so little to cheer for over the last two and a half decades before I guess this current run that they they think they're on. But outside of that, it's you know I don't know where the the just complete cockiness comes from. What have you really South done? South Carolina. Well, <laughs> go back to Vegas after that one. Oh, God. That was worth a stand-up game. I think I should go to... I was at least Branson-worthy. That was so bad. That's terrible. You're laughing slightly, though. It's a thinker. You gotta be, it's got layers to it. Anyway. And, uh, yeah... It's like, you know they don't think... I just completely blah, blah, blah. threw you off there. You did. You did. <laughs> You're all right. I just got distracted by my little joke. <laughs> Anyways, Tennessee fans, I'm not trying to say you just... I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you did not get punished more than you did. I'm just saying we got screwed. Is there an overall program that is, is, is more shady than Tennessee, though? Between, especially between basketball and football? LSU. Oh, yeah. I mean, LSU <laughs> LSU is at the forefront of all this, and they like just not caring at all, just not knowing. And look and look at what's happening. They're killing it. They're crushing it. They're winning college World Series. They're winning, winning the national titles. They won the SEC West last year. Like they've, you know, They're rolling in football again. They've, it's just such a little hiccup. Basketball, we'll see what happens on the men's side. Matt McMahon, Murray State, he's starting to get players down there. Like They're just brazenly cheating and brazenly taking advantage of these new – "Quote unquote rules," and it's working for him. It's working for him. 
But I would say, when you think just straight cheating, LSU comes to my mind first. Who comes to your mind first? I mean, Bama's up there. I'll just say Alabama. Bama's yeah, way up just there. the history of Alabama and Auburn. Auburn is way. I mean, because the, the, on top of it, they're both ratting each other out on left and right, left, <laughs> like back and forth. Like Alabama's paying out former Auburn players to to come out, and they're vice versa. I mean, it's just like, and they're killing trees. I mean, it's it's the reason why it's a rivalry unlike any other. Um, Ohio State comes to mind a little bit, but not as much. Really, Alabama and Auburn are the two that probably stick out the most to me. Like if you said cheater, that's like the first two I'd probably say. I can see that. I mean, it's yeah, but because I mean, just football in general. I can see that. I mean, I just Tennessee is up there, though. I mean, the problem with Tennessee is that it's what's the problem with Tennessee is that they're cheating. They're cheating extensively. They're spending tons of money to bring in recruits, and they still sucked. Yeah, that I just see. shows you that how bad your coaching was. Have you seen this uh, NFL news? I know you're you're excited for NFL. Adam Schefter saying Saquon Barkley and the Giants are not expected to reach an agreement on a long-term extension yeah, he's before been tre- today's deadline. He's been trending all day today. I saw that, yeah. What does this mean? Uh, it means he's going to be playing on a franchise tag, it looks like. We're going to the Lions. Which, I mean, I don't know if that's... We, we could use 15 more running backs. I mean, it's... Playing on a franchise tag is risky. I mean, it's... A franchise tag, by the way, that's, I still don't understand how the... like. Players Union allows to keep going in NFL. I'm kind of with you. Like it was, it made complete sense when like free agency came about in '92, um, and just because NFL like teams didn't know how to handle like free agency really, and it was saw by the, the way you know San Francisco handled it and spent all that money and then spent like the next decade and you know cap hell because of it. But like that that was why it was given. Like now it's I mean free agency's been around for 30 years. Like I think they know how to handle free agency and contracts. It's, the franchise. I know you get paid for getting it, but it still seems kind of pointless, especially in a, in a, in a, in a sport where your the career is the shortest of any other sport. The other thing that I wanted to get in, into on a football perspective, SEC media days are happening right now. I saw that, yeah. Greg Sankey's quotes were, were hilarious this morning. But Jimbo Fisher was on the podium um, a couple hours ago. Yeah, he was trending. He is, he, he's asked, been asked a number of questions, as you might guess, about Bobby Petrino, who's his offensive coordinator, a marriage just made in hell – and he would not answer if Bobby Petrino was going to call the plays. Because Jimbo's always called the plays. He got mad a little bit about it, didn't he? He said, I'm not going to get into that. Bobby was hired for a reason. Tremendous guy. Tremendous football mind. Hopefully he'll call the game and have suggestions. So I, Who wrote that answer, Kenny Payne? He's a great character guy. <laughs> I don't understand also like the whole, I'm not, I don't want to get into it. But hopefully he'll call. Like, what do you mean? Hopefully he'll call the game. You, you're the head coach. You get to decide this thing. <laughs> you get a clipboard. I mean, are you just gonna, are you just gonna stand there the first game and just wait to see if he says something? Like, what, what, what is that answer? Jimbo, what? ignore the fact no one respects you as a head coach and do your job. The offense starts running out there, and he's like, "I hope Bobby says something in my headset here. I don't know." <laughs> Playing chicken on the headset. I, is it is it gonna be me? Is it gonna be you? Uh, he said uh, he was asked again if he'll continue to call the plays or if Bobby Petrino is going to do it, he would not answer again. I'm not going to get into what we're doing from a schematic viewpoint. He then got asked, well, is it going to be a pro-style offense or with Petrino coming in? He likes to spread it out a little bit. What what are you going to do? We'll do everything. I'm not going to say exactly what we're going to do. I'm not sure that Jimbo Fisher knows what they're going to do. I'm going to shock. I don't think he knows how (laughs) how the offense is going to work. I don't know. I mean – I feel like maybe Petrino's just taking the team over. I, just, I can't think of anyone in the history of college football that have a national championship almost un, more unworthy than Jimbo Fisher. It's bad. 
Like, I just, it's sad. Like, I only knew BYU was coach. It was, it was Lavelle Edwards, probably, when they won it. Uh, I don't know who. Actually, I probably could tell you most head coach championships, even the odd schools. But, but I, still, no one was more unworthy than, than, than Jimbo Fisher. He also got asked about Petrino fitting in with the staff and said, Bobby's doing a great job, fits in very well, been a great staff guy. Pause. Great staff guy. When you think Petrino, you think getting in. I, I think the staff usually does like him. <laughs> I mean, I've heard he does a great job of you know filling out the okay. office. All right. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll talk, the, uh, Brian Kelly, I guess, is up there because he's on like trending now. It's like the first tweet that comes up is LSU's Brian Kelly. I think my accent is pretty good and has gotten better during the recruiting process. Good God. <laughs> At least he's self-aware. I like that a little bit. Uh, second break, our last break. When we come back, text line 502-414-1450. you got about half an hour to get your thoughts in. We'll get to you those after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster type player plays his cards right. A real gangster type player never runs his mouth. Cause real gangsterized players don't start fights. And brothers always got a high cap. This is just showing all the boys I was oh, shot. Yeah. But real gangster type players don't fight. I mean, come on, is there a better gangster like that? Players know they got them. Who hasn't wanted to take out the, the copier and beat the crap out of it in their own copier, in their own way? It's a good movie. Ghetto Boys are also great. Yeah, they are. One of them just died, I think, like this year. Really? I know the the, the small, the little person uh, passed wild, away a few wild years Bill, ago. Wild Bill, I think his name and was. I think another one died this year. But Ghetto Boys are great. What was, what was his name? Was he Wild Bill Hickson or something? Like yeah. Trevor, I've got good news for you. Okay. I'm, I'm always good for good news. It's been a good day for you. Bushwick Bill episode. Bushwick Bill. I knew it was something like that, yeah. Both Sophia Vergara from How I Met Your Mother, no, uh, The Modern Family. Modern Family, yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm almost finished uh, watching through. and It's so weird when you... When you, when you okay, let's, okay, let's stay focused. Okay, Both she and Ariana Grande are now single again. Sophia Vergara. And here I am without a million dollars. Divorced after seven <laughs> years. Ariana Grande separated after two years of marriage with her husband. The pool is widening, my friend. <laughs> the choice. Now, do, do I have to pick abundant. between the two, or no? It's just they're part of the the giant ocean that is yours. That is mine. Yes. I mean, as a single man, thriving in life. It's weird with the on, on the Grande girl because I remember like when my when I, when me and my buddy and his his kid was younger, he'd always watch like that Victoria show and sing her on there so young. Like it's kind of weird, like like again watching like you know people in like Modern Family, some of the kids, like the daughters growing up and stuff. Um, yeah, I could I could be asking my brothers with 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 Al Bundy. Was Ariana Grande wasn't like a Disney girl, was she? Yeah, she was on the Victoria show. Are you sure? Oh yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking of Selena Gomez? No, no, no. I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah, because it's 
I like woke up. He was he used to watch the show. I'd like I'd I'd fall asleep on the couch while he's watching. I'd watch him during the day sometimes. I don't think you're thinking of the same. No, yeah, she was. She was on the show with Victoria. Victorious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Victoria something. I don't know her name. Victoria. Yeah, she was on there because there's there's the, the first time I ever saw her. I woke up on an I woke up. He's watching an episode. Of my my buddy's kid Max. This is, you know, twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, and like it's a she's like in like cut off jeans, a tank top, and like getting hit with water guns. And I'm like, I just remember waking up, I'm like, what are you, Disney wa- Channel, like, it? what are you watching? Yes. I was like, what is this? Uh, so, and then of course she turned out to be like famous for she did. something else. I don't know, like sinking or something. No, she's got a great voice. Does she? Yeah. Um, I, As far, I mean, you can judge the music you want, but she definitely has. She's got music. Pipes. She's got pipes for sure. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. We we'll take text for the last uh, fifteen minutes or so. We're I don't think I could date a Hispanic woman. I'd probably okay. I'd piss her off sure, so much. We got like thirty texts. We're gonna try, so try to get to some of these. We should have read them sooner. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? We're trying. We're gonna go as fast as we can. <laughs> okay. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texas says, "I hate to say it, but the Great took a pretty big step down in quality in season three. Story is not as interesting, and I think they are resorting to some outrageous sex scenes to keep viewers interested. All style, no substance. Well, I hate to hear that." I like the, the first 10 minutes that I saw of season three, I liked. But what season are we talking about? The Great. I've never heard of it. I've talk, I talked about it a little earlier this, early this show. Yeah, but I didn't know what, what channel's it on. What's the stream on? Hulu. Okay. I don't think you'd like it. Yeah, I, for some reason, I've never even heard of that. It's, I mean, you, I, heard, I know you mentioned it earlier, but I meant to say something then. I forgot. Texas says, does Trevor know that there is no T in Wimbledon? Uh, there, is in, there is in Louisville. Wimbledon. What's, what, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Wimbledon. Uh, Wimbledon. Din. Wimbledon. I'm just, I'm, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. No, no T. It's a D. I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get what you're saying. No. The Texas, Texas says the NCAA did not give us a, a ban. It was self-imposed, right? It was, but the NCAA also said in its ruling, they basically said we would have given you a ban if you hadn't done it yourself. So we view your punishment as. It sufficed. So, do, do officially we didn't get banned? So, who would have been the last official ban by the NCAA for postseason? They've banned somebody since, though. I think. Uh, I, I feel like I've written about this every year in the in the little championship week primer. I, I know somebody's some teams have been banned. Georgia Tech got banned. Remember, they appealed it and they ended up not winning. They got banned uh, like two years. It was the COVID year, twenty twenty. And also, Oklahoma State is. Remember, they got banned. Oh yeah, for the uh, the Kate Cunningham, Cun- Cunningham so, stuff, yeah. and that was the yeah, they ended up having a pretty good team. But so we basically. I feel like neither one of them. Well, George Tech wasn't making the tournament anyway. I thought. No, they weren't. They, I thought they did a Syracuse. Oklahoma State was kind of. They were in the mix. They, Didn't I thought Oklahoma State did the Syracuse thing where they're like, we're just going to ban ourselves because we're having a losing record. No, they they fought it tooth and nail and they kind of got screwed. They got they got a crap ruling because that was when the NCAA started their all their lenient punishments and they drilled Oklahoma State for seemingly no reason. But basically, us self imposing the ban that took away the 2016 NCAA tournament. It essentially gave us the 2017 NCAA tournament, which may have seemed like a good move at the time because we were a two seed, but of course we, you know, we got upset in the second round. So basically, we took away Damian Lee and Trey Lewis's postseason for a win over Jacksonville State, which feels wrong, but whatever. Texas, I haven't watched tennis in forever. I heard it was a good match. I watched the encore last night on ESPN. It lived up to the billing. It was fantastic. Even if you don't care about tennis that much, it was it, it was pretty unreal. Texas says, now that Trevor is back, I can finally abandon serious sports talk. So more underrated movie, Serial Mom or Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, don't that's an underrated movie, but I've the never way. seen Serial Mom. I've seen Don't oh, Tell Mom. Oh, Serial Mom, Mom I've actually Dead. never seen. I know it. That's the uh, but Don't Tell Mom Babysitter's Dead is very underrated. I was a big fan of that movie. 
dishes are done, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not the concept of a woman leaving their her kids alone for two months to go to Australia, leaving money with the old woman babysitter who then dies, and then the oldest 17-year-old daughter convinces a, a fashion company that she is uh, a college graduate in uh, upper management and gets a job there and fakes her way through it. Texture says we'll know <laughs> we'll know Tyler isn't making it when Kenny publicly brings Karan Davis over to the high character group. So that'll be the yeah <laughs> when when Karan gets promoted when he gets the high character treatment that's when we know that that Tyler it's done we've given up on it. Oh, Sophia girl was I know the guy she was dating. That's the dude from uh, How Much Your Mother. Texture says KP's comments at the season ticket event last week pissed folks off all over again. He said going fifteen and fifteen and having good kids in the community with good grades is a win. And repeated the quote, have two successful in the program programs in the state with UK crap. He said it at his first press conference, ugh. Ugh. I agree with the ugh. Now, they've, they've had more of those season ticket events. They've, they've, they're doing those in which I kind of like the idea. He wants it to be more intimate. He wants the the fans to have a chance to interact with the players, take pictures, get autographs. So they're having a bunch of different like little season ticket holder uh, events at the Kieber Center. Um I, I like the idea, but yeah, those comments. If we go 15 and, and 17 this year and we have great kids that have great grades, that's the second part of that is wonderful. The first part of that is not enough for him to deserve a third year. I'm sorry. 15 wins? 15 wins. No. You can't have 19 wins over the course. You can't have not – I mean, this, we, 20 games is not the standard for the program, winning 20 games. If you can't do it over two years combined, you're not the guy. I'm sorry. You're not. I that's not a, it should not be a hot take. Uh, you know, and just a bland agree. I would agree with you. Bland. I think there's there could be some ins and outs and twists and turns of a 15 win season that could convince me differently at some Trevor, point. You've been saying he used to go to the NCAA tournament, or you're not going to budge for like the last year. Yeah, it's not that black white. But there's injuries and stuff. But that's I mean, what you've said. I know. Well, I mean, I pretty much won. And now you're saying 15 and 17, I could talk myself into it? I, if, with the right circumstances, maybe. That's a total 180 from everything that you have said. I don't expect it to happen, though. I don't even expect to have those circumstances come about. Oh, I do. I think, we're, I think we'll be right in that ballpark. I don't. I think we'll win seven games again. No, I don't think. No. I think we're going to win. We're going to be lucky to win 10 games. So, I mean, I don't even think I'm going to have to have this conversation with myself and, and show the hypocrisy of my, my, my statement. I don't, I, I don't think we'll be that bad. If we are, then there's no. Then there's no, there's no debating anything. The only debate is whether he finishes the year or not. Yeah. Texas, it feels like this staff just offered Johnson to shut the fans up. It also feels like KP is just too set in his ways, out of touch with today's game, and a terrible hire. I don't think – we were joking about that. Like, I, I don't think that they offered Tyler Johnson just to appease – I don't either. I don't yeah. think that, that, that they hear the noise as much. I think no one does. I think no one's on online and he hears what's going on. I don't think Kenny Payne cares. Like, I, I, I don't think he could care less about what the fans are, are saying as far as like criticism or, you know, you need to do this or do that. If – if he did, I think we would see have have seen more reactionary stuff last season during the year. I don't think he, like, I don't think he's even on his radar at all. After hearing what you said with that the, the Rothstein interview, though, I, I do lean more towards Kenny Pay maybe just lost in the past. Texas Trevor, it's great to have you back. Hey, thanks. Of all the Rutherford Show combinations, Rutherford with Trevor on the side, Mike is the best one. Thank you. Suck it, Scoots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texture can't believe that somebody said Trevor's not greedy. I'm not greedy. I don't think I am. 
Texas, after visiting Vegas, is Trevor's mom still the most recent person in the house to get laid? <laughs> that was in the house. You don't have to answer that. Thank you. <laughs> Texas, welcome back, TK. Scoots may be able to fix a broken internet and properly pronounce people's names, but he could never replace you. I mean, how do we know he did? He, did he, I mean, can we confirm he pronounced someone's name? Yeah, he's pretty good. Scoot says, do either of you know what UMBC stands for? Of course. Do, well, do you? I know I, I know I know what it stands for. He also says, do you know what UMKC stands for while you're at it? Well, UMKC is University of Missouri, Kansas City. UMBC is University of uh, – it's, it's Baltimore County. Correct. Uh, so it's not Missouri. You've got the hard part right. It's not Massachusetts. No. Where would Baltimore Maryland. County be? Maryland. University of Maryland, Baltimore. I was great part on the state. I'm like, what state is Baltimore in? You got the hardest part of the entire equation. Correct? Well, that knew it was Baltimore County. <laughs> you got both. Two for two. Texter says, is this what happens when you go to LSU? That picture. Oh. I don't is even that know. Haley? What, did she do something with her hair or something? She's got an outfit. It's, it's not a becoming outfit. It's not a great look. It's not a good look for her. <sighs> Texas says, I don't see the pig. I don't know where it's at. Rolling Stones was at the football stadium. I'm just a lowly sponsorship executive at Red Rocks when I wish I ran the venue. Oh, that's the Red Rocks guy. Love you, buddy. Still love you. I got want to go. I, wanna, I like. I feel like I want to see one concert at Red Rock. I, I just too. don't know. Like, I feel like I want to be picky about it too, to a degree. We have a million texts from people saying that you're wrong. It's Rowdy Roddy. Just letting you know. Well, it, Rowdy was his nickname. Is Roddy Piper though was the name? Right. But you said yeah. Roddy Roddy. Yeah. Just letting you know. You're about something wrestling that I was right about. It's a rare Rutherford wrestling victory. Now you, you, you deserve a win after that embarrassment you took on the Rudy's father thing. <laughs> Texas says, Well, Eddie, you're still recovering from that, I hear. <laughs> Thanks, Texas. That's what people say. He hasn't been the same since. <laughs> now I can't feel myself watching movies and like just dissecting just the characters. Judging the parents? Yes. And it's all your damn fault. You're welcome. <laughs> Texas, Eddie Beers played at Denver U in the NHL. Seth Beer played at Baseball at Clemson. Yes. Major League Baseball. Seth Beer is the one I was thinking of. Because I remember, I knew there was this pro athlete that had the last name Beers. He played first baseman. Did, that, did he say that? Or, or, he I didn't mean, say that. He was the first baseman. I don't think he was from Milwaukee, but he played first base. Texas says, Mike, if things went down the way you were saying in that hypothetical, do we ever get rid of Coach P? Uh, it depends on what the board looks like and who the governor is at that time. I mean, I like to think this time next, this time a year from now, we will be talking about a new basketball coach at Louisville. I mean, I think if question is who, the, like, there's that's that's the whole miss. Even now, like, I can't even start. Here's the question with with the the whole thing, and because it was the FBI deal, and, and I get like at the time, I'm like, you got to get rid of him. It's it's multiple scandals on top of each other. They're gonna kill us. Like, if, if you don't fire Rick Pitino, they're gonna just destroy the program. I think we now know that if UofL had kept Rick Pitino throughout all that, we still would not have gotten destroyed by the NCA, right? Because yeah. everybody else kept their coaches who yeah. were caught on tape. I mean, who had far less violations. Now you can say oh, he was down the, at the bottom of the pecking order. And, right. and Our violations in this deal, in the FBI deal, were significantly less than just about everybody else who was involved outside of NC State. Head coaches, NC assistants all took the Right. Took Patino's the involvement was clearly less than all the other head coaches. What separated us, of course, was we were on probation. We had, we had the other scandal. But if you, had, if you had gone to the powers that be in the fall of 2017, and said, look, I know this looks bad. When all's said and done, the IRP is going to give us nothing. We're not going to get hit at all. Rick Pitino will be allowed to go on business as usual. Bill Self's going to be fine. 
Jim Laranega is going to be fine. If LSU had kept Will Wade, he probably would have been fine. He's punished for ten, he's he's coaching right now. He's suspended for ten games this season. Mm. I wonder if they took a tournament for some reason to fire. Him. I mean, I wonder if they would have acted at that point. I mean, we we know if Tom Jurich hadn't been fired, he wouldn't have fired Rick. But I do wonder. I mean, if, if we have Rick, we stop Jurich, right? Yeah, I think pretty clearly. Because I can't think of, I can't think of whoever if we fired. Tom, I can't imagine whoever come in would have kept right. But I wonder if you tell like the board and the president at that time, hey, look, when when all's said and done here, I'm from the future. I can tell you, we're not getting any punishments out of this whole thing. Do you still fire him? Is it just perception? I mean, they may have, but I think the fan base would not have wanted it. I wouldn't have. Dex says, Mike, they are Tennessee fans. If you're expecting any sort of rational thought, you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) Dex says, when I think of cheating, I think Vince Marrow. Did Vince Marrow cheat? I don't, I don't think it's cheating with him, do I? Should I? I don't know. Depends on where you stand. Yeah. It sounds like another 7-5 and five season for Texas A&M. Jimbo, Bobby, Dirk, and Adazio is going to be great reality TV. Oh, there should absolutely be cameras following that, that team 24-7. They have the, the Maryland coach Dirk in there, too? Yeah. Didn't he the one that got in trouble for, like, beating people up and stuff? Well, he had a player die. I thought that was Brian Kelly. He did, too. Well, the SEC's well, really not very good. Brian Kelly had a student assistant. <laughs> yeah, that was the windstorm thing. Durkin right? had yeah. a player had a player die. Yeah, that was at Maryland. Okay, I knew he had I knew he had an issue with a player. I couldn't I didn't remember being deaf. I thought I was like beating him up. Texas says, Mike, let's get to some text. Trevor, I don't think I could date a Mexican woman. I don't think I could. <laughs> Welcome the, back, Trevor. The temp because I would I know I'd piss her off and I mean I'm just getting beat up. Scoot says, Wow, welcome back, TK. You just blew my mind. God knows what I said. No, he's no, he's impressed by it. you. Didn't even remember it was like five minutes ago. You, you got both his UM, what does UMBC and UMKC stand for? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he may be able to fix streams, but he can't get acronyms like Trevor. No, bring it. I can do them all. Texas says these football those football players you named reminded me of nine uh, F the key and piece the key and peel sketch where they're doing the NFL intros with the players that where they went to college. Yeah, I, I think that's see it. I don't I don't I never watched the Oh, uh, you never watched that sketch though? It still went well, that, viral. That that show was that was I was like too old for that when the show came out. Murgatroyd Skittle. They, they had uh they, one of them was from Louisville back. Yeah. I think they actually have on the graphic. They've got pictures of Canfield doing the, the sketch. Texas, I can't believe you all were naming schools associated with scandals and left out the three most obvious UNLV, Baylor and Memphis. <sighs> I mean Baylor, yeah, definitely. I think Memphis for sure. You know, he's just been that's been thirty years. You know, he's been a long time, which is why I hate the fact that we have this stigma. I feel like for an entire generation, they're going to grow up looking at us the same way that like I grew up looking at UNLV. Just when you think about it, you think like, money, girls, plus you know, scandal. UNLV got 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 hit with violations, and then somebody basically said, "Well, you can still defend your title, then you get violations." Which would have been nice for us. I mean, they were like, we got everybody coming back, so you get to defend your champion. Now, they didn't tell them how they were going to kind of screw them with the refs against Duke, but that's not another story. <laughs> Somebody's still waiting to see how Leitner got fouled on that shot. Texas says, Kenny Payne doesn't care about wins. Well, I, 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 I think he does. If he doesn't care about them, then he's, he's not going to get a, a third year to try to rack them up. It's all, we'll find out all the answers. It's all coming, folks. We're getting closer and closer. I mean, the fact he's, he, he, not, he doesn't acknowledge the transfer portal pretty much tells you he doesn't care about wins. Man, you just came back insanely jaded on UFL basketball. <laughs> I mean, I'm, And yet also saying, like, if they win 15 games now, all of a sudden you're cool with it. The fact is, I don't think they're going to win 15 games. What does Vegas do to you? 
How many times have you said that statement out loud? 50 new pathways in your brain. Yeah, I I love the – I'm still hyped about the football team. We're 45 days away from glory. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awesome, baby. Texas is Trevor down for the TK Recreates Famous Louisville Play Series. It's a working – okay, so we had somebody suggest this last week. I think it's a brilliant idea. Okay. Instead of – you know, you had – we. People did Trevor tries it back in the day. Yeah, and there were like contests with Trevor. This guy, he's like, I want Trevor to recreate some of the the best plays in Louisville sports history, like of all sports. Like you doing the Lamar Jackson run against Florida State, like just like reenacting it out in an open field. Like you do the spin into the end zone at the end. <laughs> I know if I can make it. <laughs> you like d- doing the like Kyle Couric dunk on a Fisher Price goal over somebody, like Scoots maybe. <laughs> As long as I don't have to like jump per se. Well, you're gonna have to jump a little bit. I mean, can't, can't we just use special effects? You're gonna have to. Tr- well, maybe. What What else would be on there? Like the uh, the pitcher who went that did the celebration after he struck out in Vanderbilt in the uh, College World Series. Yeah, the the Luke Smith. I don't can't remember his name. Yeah, Stream Fu. You he does. Do he does. Anyway. He does. Oh, you know, with the arms that sleep uh, you. Sleep you. <laughs> there's got to be like other basketball ones, right? Shane Bahanna dunk against DePaul. Little I, knee to the chest. Dunk over, dunk, dunk on top of you, and then you have Scooch yelling, I climb Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Hancock, three threes from those. I think the most uh, accurate one will be spots. when Troy Jackson fell on that poor kid from Northern Kentucky. I, think it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just remember thinking to myself, that kid did not deserve this. You could do the escalate behind the back dribble and miss the layup, though. You could, you could make that play happen. All right, we got to get out of here tonight. Reds, Giants, Halloween Town is in town. The Giants own us. I still am just. The Giants are known as Halloween Town? That's what I call them. I always have. They're, they're, it's Halloween Town. They dominate October because they're Halloween colors. They're is that scary. what it is? Oh, okay. They, 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 the Giants have ruined everything good we've ever had in baseball, at least in my lifetime as a Reds fan. Real quick, did you know the Mets are pinstripe? Uh, their, their, their uniform and color scheme was based on the Giants and Dodgers who left. I didn't know that. Yeah, they took the orange from the Giants, the uh, blue from the Dodgers, and the pinstripes from the Yankees. We got Logan Webb tonight pitching for the Giants. He's a beast. Uh, Brandon Williamson pitching for the Reds. He shut us out. We got the new look Reds lineup. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Giants are a road favorite here to hand the Reds their fifth straight loss. TK does the streak end tonight. Do the Reds get back to playing fun and good baseball? Logan Webb's a beast. He he, he pitched a shutout on us over the weekend, I saw, uh, when we played him. I'm going to say Giants win this game uh, 5 1. You also got no hit. While you're gone, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah combo by the Tigers. <laughs> they even count. You got, I'm sorry if you get no hit by multiple pitchers. I don't even count it as being no hitter. You got no hit, and my buddy got fired from the Yankees while you were oh, gone. I know. I saw. I was I was actually in a hotel room. Where I was I was half asleep, and my buddy had ESPN on, and that came on, and I turned it the last second. I go, I was like, did he just say what I thought? I got freaked out for a second. I was like. Dylan got fired. I'm like, I felt was, so bad. I wanted was, to call you. It was rough. He was in town. He's, I think he, they just left to go back to Florida, but he had a. Tell me that wasn't. Uh, uh, what's what's uh, what's when you hire nothing but family and best friends? We brought Sean nepotism. Case, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, that, he's, he's BFF. Yeah, that tell me that wasn't nepotism. Yeah, Dylan, I, Dylan got screwed. I think the Giants win tonight. I think the Reds. Went tomorrow, and then the Giants probably end up winning the series. <laughs> I hope you're constipated to create yeah. yeah, Tomorrow. I want to say something else. I think, I think the Giants get the win tonight. I hope I'm wrong. Everyone enjoy your Monday evening. Go Beyonce if you're, uh, if you're headed out there. Stay safe. 6.30. Going to open. Have a fantastic Monday. We'll see you guys back here at 3 o'clock. I forgot to close the song out. Oh, Go well. Cards. Go Cards. Go Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Go Reds.